following program has adult language and potential spoilers. Listener be advised. Welcome back to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm your moderator, Diablo Frank, and I'll soon be joined by my co-hosts and best friends, Mr. Fix-It. Mr. Fix-It. And Illegal Machine. I'm Illegal Machine. Annihilation Day, a destructive force punctures through the edge of our universe and slaughters millions of worlds. The moment this Annihilation Wave tore into our universe is marked as Annihilation Day. Days later, Annihilus, the wave's undisputed ruler, and his armada reveal himself, claiming that our universe is expanding into and thereby destroying his own universe. The Drax the miniseries was when Drax was still a big dumb guy with brain damage that his daughter Moondragon had inflicted upon him. He falls to Earth, he dies, and then when he's resurrected, he comes back to being the slim, muscular badass that he used to be. With knives. With tats. He's Riddick from the Vin Diesel movies. He's exactly like Riddick from... And then then he adopts this little girl and he fights a bunch of other aliens and they all get picked up and that's the end of that. Then in the Annihilation prologue, alien insects from the negative zone from Fantastic Four comics invade our dimension or I guess our positive matter universe, whatever the fuck it is. In Marvel, positive and, zone, and they start trashing all of the Marvel space characters, especially the Nova Corps, who were basically Marvel's Green Lantern Corps, and they all got wiped out except for Richard Rider, the last human, of course, Earthling Nova, whatever Nova Patrolman, what the hell they call the guys, Corman, space cops, Marines type guys. What else happened in the prologue? They started capturing the, the Heralds, Heralds of Galactus, torturing them, try- and they, that's when they reveal, hey, we're trying to somehow Spike channel them, their yeah. cosmic up uh, cosmic power to yeah. Nihilus. And I think wasn't that also where they revealed that Thanos was working with the Nihilists and they were picking up a bunch of threads from the short-lived Thanos ongoing series which only lasted about a year right and then nobody read but they gave you no background on it yeah I really wish we had read that before we came back to Annihilation it's it's Well, that's not very good. I like it. We'll follow that up in a later time, though. So they did a Super Scroll miniseries where they introduced the group of people from the Negative Zone. They were trying to fight their own boss man, and the only one that was significant was Praxagora, the robot chick with the heart of a sun powering her. And then Super Scroll appeared to die at the end of that miniseries. Silver Surfer's miniseries, all that really did was introduce Ravenous, the Herald of Annihilus, like his main centurion, his main strongman, and it set up Silver Surfer going back to working with Galactus. And what was the other one? Mr. It wasn't on their own in podcast. That's the only one that he missed out of all the Annihilation stuff. Oh, I don't remember that one. You don't hey, remember? Hey, that was hey, the one where he fought Gamora nope. and all the ladies, the Fury, or the Graces. Basically, they took all the alien ladies that they could think of and put them on Gamora's team because they're all women. So, of course, they'd all work together and get along. And then Ronan got accused of betraying the Kree and he's trying to clear his name and find the Grace nope. that could clear his name. You don't nope. remember any of that stuff? Nope. Good, because it's not. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Great art. Nice art, though. I did like the art on that one. And what happened in the Nova miniseries? Since that's the most memorable um, one. The core got wiped. Pretty much. That was in the prologue. Was that it? was in the prologue, right? So he absorbs the Nova consciousness the index, world mind, whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, the world mind. And thing. so he has all the knowledge so, of the Nova. So now core. he's like Uber. I'm not going to say he's a supernova. He's <laughs> fuck. There actually was a character called Supernova. I remember well, right? the most powerful Alpha Centurion or whatever the fuck. So anyway, yeah, it's 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 him absorbing all this power. He meets up with Drax and Cammy, and Drax teaches him how to be a warrior instead of just right. a superhero type so, guy. Yeah, because he's he's a big time puss. Plus, he's sort of. 
going back and forth with that world mind. In his well, that, brain. he keeps trying to just blast everything and get his rage out without being strategic about it. Right. Yeah. Oh, and Quasar dies. Yeah, and Quasar, Quasar who's really cool. Who's Who like Quasar? The, and you, you ended that series going, man, I wish there was a Quasar Nova ongoing series mm-hmm. because they work so well together yeah. and they play off each other really well. Because they were setting up Richard. They kill Nova. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Quasar. Because Quasar. Yeah. Quasar's the good, sweet, heroic guy. And then at that point, Nova's becoming more of the warrior. So they played off well together. And then so much for that. And no, and Annihilus kills Quasar and takes his quantum bands, which have been floating around the Marvel Universe. It, didn't Marvel Boy have those back in the 50s? I think I had the quantum bands. <laughs> I remember that. I, I think it was back when your seventh, hair was white. Seventh yeah. grade, maybe, accidentally. Yeah. I found them in an old locker. We haven't revealed, but Mac is, in fact, Rick Jones. Yeah. Uh, surprise. Sorry. <laughs> it's out there. I'm a BJ and the Bear looking motherfucker. <laughs> How'd that board work out for you? The board you had to tie to your ass to go into the Marlow? Oh. I was trying to get a little continuity into the podcast there. Yep. Yeah, that's a Hulk joke. That's a Hulk joke. <laughs> because the Hulk's penis. The Hulk's penis is probably... <laughs> it's gamma radiated. gamma radiated, folks. So that now we're here. Now we're at the end. Yeah, this is it. Annihilation Day plus 220. Drax the Destroyer with his daughter Moondragon free the Silver Surfer from Annihilation's stasis field. Upon his release, the Silver Surfer frees Galactus, the devourer of worlds, from his containment. Galactus is the oldest living thing in the universe and quite possibly the most powerful. And now, Galactus is angry. Ronan the Accuser frees the Kree planet Hala from Annihilus' forces. Shortly after Ronan's victory, the entire Kree army turns to Ronan to free their empire. Shouldering this massive responsibility, Ronan will prove why the Kree are feared throughout the universe. Ravenous, Annihilus' second-in-command, is not finished fighting Ronan and the Kree. He is regrouped with his insect army and is preparing to attack Hala from space. Nova, Phyla, and Peter Quill teleport into striking range of Annihilus. Nova's plan to fight Annihilus one-on-one. He knows it's a suicide mission, but he doesn't care. Annihilus slaughtered the Nova Corps and countless worlds. He's been fighting the Annihilation Wave for the better part of a year. Nova can't take the killing any longer. Today, one way or another, it ends. A lot of dramatic pauses there. Yeah, no, they're not mine. They're, they're here. There's no ellipse. There's one ellipsis. There are two ellipses after today. I think it's ellipses. Today, comma. Ellipsi, one way or another, ellipsi, then a page break, fucking space, then another ellipsi, and it says it ends. I think you were trying to pull a Shatner on us. You shat all up on that thing. Thank you. Hey, Shatner's coming to town, you know. Oh, you're thinking of Santa. No, Bill Shatner's coming to town. He's going to be at Bay City Con, if I recall correctly. Really? Yeah. Shatner and Red from Orange is the New Black, also known as Ca- uh, Captain Janeway. Was that the? Yeah. Oh, okay. r- right, right, right. Yeah. I-, I can't believe I remember that. Of all the things in my life that I've forgotten, I remembered fucking Captain Janeway from Shout goddamn out to Voyager. Star Trek Voyager and Captain Janeway. <laughs> I would have never in a million years pulled Captain Janeway out of my ass. <laughs> Well, did you ever watch that show? Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. I watched the season with Seven and Nine when she was first getting involved. She was, yeah. She was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She her. sure was. Yep. A good actress. All right, guys. Well, this, this is, is this it. is so big. I just like I don't even know how to really get started talking about it. Should we start on Annihilation Day one sixty five or one sixty seven? Right. Just jump straight yeah. to Annihilation Day two twenty. I know, right? Yeah. So that was the synopsis given in the final issue of the book. So right, that was if you the, didn't read the miniseries, we've already spoiled five six of the goddamn thing for you. Yeah. What did we think about? Are you just gonna start with what do we think about this miniseries? Or are we gonna go through? This has been a long journey for us. Yeah. Because I mean, okay. Should we like? So let's give them sort of the secret origin of the podcast. Yes. 
the, when we finally decided we were going to record, we fuckled in and decided this is going to happen. I grabbed a box of all these Annihilation books that Mr. Fixit had loaned to me, which had come from Fryhold, if I remember correctly, initially. And I had the hubris to believe that we were going to get through the entire event in one podcast. 90 minutes later, I think three miniseries roughly later, we realized that that was absolutely not going to happen. Here it is, essentially a year later, and now we're finally finishing this goddamn event. And it's a big miniseries to boot, so it's, it's still a big chunk of material to talk about. Right, and I think once we got through all the minis, we're burned out. We well, well, because so, so many of them were terrible. Yeah, that didn't help. Which Including, were, well, like we like Nova. Was yeah. Quasar a miniseries, or he just in Novas? No, he was in Novas. Quasar was so good in the Nova miniseries, we want to afford him his own miniseries. Right. So we, we like Nova was so much better than all the other ones. So what we've always suggested people do is read the prologue, mm-hmm, which was by Keith Giffen, the guy who was the mastermind behind this project, who Nova. also writes the main miniseries Annihilation. Re- read the Nova mini, which was Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, who went on to do most everything else related to Annihilation, including the Guardians of the Galaxy, as we know them from the movies read the miniseries and have, just be done with it skip super scroll well skip, I, I actually like super uh, scroll though skip skip super scroll Ronin. i mean you can read it if you want to skip ronin was fucking fuck horrible ronin skip drax that's not really part hey, of it wait but wait, you wait, wait 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 hey wake your shit up you talk some okay well we've already talked he doesn't need to talk no he's not gonna talk about level, ronin his levels are like almost non-existent that's why i want to read oh Oh, well. Um, That's what level later's for, thankfully. The only thing I, I would have really enjoyed more in the book is I would have, I found Drax to be a little annoying. The, actually, the little girl, Cammy, I think her name is. You're talking mm. about from the Drax miniseries yeah. that preceded? Well, no, even in the Annihilation. Yeah, I forgot. They're, they're Giffen so wrote the about... Drax miniseries, too. I forgot that. Yes. So it's Drax miniseries. If we're just going by Kiffin, it's Drax miniseries, Annihilation Prologue. He did Silver Surfer, and then he did the actual Annihilation. So he wrote a substantial portion of this, but about half of it sucked. Yeah. Well, I just thought when I was reading the, the, the rest of this Annihilation, I was like, it'd be so cool she was in his like an imagination that was some part of his brain that was helping him stay tethered to our reality and I was like okay so Ka- cool. just, just to clarify do Cammy is the earth girl which made no that got sense. adopted by Drax for no apparent reason in the no Drax reason, miniseries no and yeah. then gets drugged throughout this miniseries was really funny in the Nova miniseries and went back to being pretty annoying in this one okay so let's I, just I found her annoying let's just do place. a quick recap of the six issue Annihilation miniseries okay first issue it starts off with Starship Troopers if you've seen Starship yes. Troopers, that's where we're beginning. They're, they're on some estranged Kree outlying world fighting off a giant realm, making what they believe to be their last stand. And this, we got everybody together at this point, right? Pretty much, yeah. By the yeah. end of the issue, we've got everybody together. Well, everybody that they're using, because I, I think they must have been isolated from certain sci-fi. Like, like they won't use the Shi'ar. The Shi'ar are backing off and not getting involved in the war yet. Right, right. That keeps all the X-Men and shit out of it. And they make a point of saying that the Badoon aren't involved. And I don't know enough about the Badoon to even know why that would be a big deal. Yeah, it's not. They talk about them like they're cuns from DC. Like, they basically the Klingons, but I don't know enough about them. Is Blastar Badoon, or is that a whole no, other thing? No, the Badoon are the insects. No, the right? Badoon, no, I think they're different. I thought like, the Badoon uh, were the insects that fought the X-Men. No, no that's the, the brood. brood. The Brood! Oh. Who also are not involved with this, because right. all the X-Men properties that are Who sci-fi the are out of there. Badoon? There's something to do with Fantastic Four. I can't remember. You have to look that shit up. See, if we'd actually done the Ohatmu podcast, we would have already on. gotten to the Badoon and Hold know on. what the hell we're talking Hold about. On. How can I help you? What is the Badoon? The Badoon are a reptilian alien species in the fictional Marvel Comics universe. They are notable for living under strict gender segregation, resulting in two separate societies, the Brotherhood of Badoon and the Sisterhood of Badoon. Fuck Suri. That was incredible. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to get a spit tune or something. Hey, you know what's weird? She sounded a lot like the idle headed Diablo host. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> the Martian Manhunter's first appearance was... <laughs> 1957. <laughs> By the way, uh, just to get it out of the way, too, because I want to be mentioning this a lot. 
Andrew DeVito really fucking kicked ass on the art on this miniseries. And the oh. Kree looks so fucking good and they're, they're spiffy little fascist uh, outfits I want to get to shit. all this later. Okay. The Kree are there and they look really fucking cool because they're drawn by Andrea DeVito. Okay, so... Which I, I don't know if I'm supposed to pronounce it Andrea or not because that is a dude, just to clarify. So, okay, so let, let's go... I, I want to do a fast recap of these six issues because I want to talk okay. more about... Well, and we also have to mention too before we forget that Peter Quill is in this series but he doesn't go by Star-Lord because some tragedy happened where he doesn't use that term any, that he name anymore. He specifically tells you I don't go by it. And this particular version where he's a cyborg comes right out of the Thanos ongoing series yeah. that we haven't read yet. Dope. Okay. And and for the most part is nothing at all like the dude from the movie. Right. I mean he's sarcastic but he's much more of a acidic dark place that he's coming from. Okay. So they have they have this battle on the Kree homeworld, right? Or this Kree uh I think it's just an outlying world, world. Kree yeah. outlying fucking bullshit world. It's like Kree's Pluto. They're fighting everybody off. The heralds come in, right? Well, but before that too, what was cool is the Kree were ineffectual. These guys are supposed to be the baddest military around, but because they're being led by House Fierro, who are involved with commerce, who've somehow managed to successfully what what, what is the term I'm looking for? They've had a, like a, like a bit of a coup, yeah, it's and they yeah, and so but the, and they're terrible with the military stuff. They're not directing the troops correctly, and Ronan's really pissed off about it, and he's he's starting to take control of the troops, even though he's an outcast accuser judge of theirs because nobody else can rein these guys in and get them to fight effectively. But Ronan, yeah, Ronan is really good in these six issues. He, he starts. Uh, what does he just? He doesn't. He at one point just murder these guys. Well, no, what, there's a captain who's trying to say you're not of Kree anymore. This is concern you. We are Hasfiero, and he just fucking blasts the guy. And goes, are you guys gonna follow me or not? And they they're follow like, him. They're like, okay, let's follow you. Yeah. Well, the, the rank and file are behind Ronan. They believe in him. They love him. It's the the higher ups that are the the bureaucracy that wants to tear him down because they can see what he, they can see how effective he is. He's one of the only guys who's bu- killing these bugs very well. And then on the other side, you've got Annihilus and his shit's getting more and more powerful because they've captured Galactus and Silver Surfer. Oh, that happens later in the miniseries, actually. I, I'm just recapping the whole thing. Oh, okay. I'm just telling you the whole thing that happened. We're not going to go issue by issue. Oh, okay. No, because the, there's no there's no need to do that. People need to go read. Just go read this. Well, I do have to point out, though, that there was that moment during that battle where Richard Ryder decides he's going to have to just blow up the area, just napalm, nuke it, whatever the hell, strike from above. And there's this one Kree soldier who's like giving him the thumbs up. It's like, yeah, Richard Ryder's here to save us. And they they all get fucking nuked. I thought, that, I thought that was a really well, key moment. That's uh, save thousands or save millions of lives. Right. That's where he had to decide that. But it's that, that because Nova's in the mi- their midst when the bombs are going off, but he's the one who's ordered the strike. They're like, well, you know, cheering him on. It's like, yeah, maybe we're going to make it after all. I was like, no, you're not going to make it. I'm just watching you guys die because I feel bad. And I guess this is his self-flagellation or something. So the whole time these six issues are going on, they're sort of foreshadowing to, I mean, we all knew, right? Thanos seems to have some sort of ulterior motive. Always. Right? Always. So, you know, he keeps helping. He's the one who developed this machinery that's enslaved Galactus. And he's also the one who talks the two Galacti guys, the Aegis and uh, what's the other guy's name? Terror Bite. Ancient ones. Uh, Two other Galactus guys that they just introduced in this event who team up and beat up Silver Surfer and Galactus and allow Thanos and Annihilus to capture Galactus, figure out the workings of his ship, and basically turn him into a power battery where he absorbs, through him and his machinery, they can kill and and devour worlds, take their energy, but they're only giving Galactus a tiny bit of that energy to survive, and the rest of it's being used to power up Annihilus' forces. But they do go into the the, uh, concept of the cosmic energy is it a soul? Is it, you know, it has... They're, they're, yeah, they're like, they're pure energy beings and the, the matter that we see on Silver Surfer and Galactus are just sort of like a, like a vestigial elements of them. They're really pure energy or pure soul, some shit like that. Yeah, so they kind of, they try to go in a little bit more in depth on what is, what is what powers Galactus. Because they even get to the point where this energy doesn't actually power his physical form. It powers whatever's inside of him that feeds the physical form. So they're trying, they're, they're getting real deep into, there's some power source that, I mean, I guess 
the hand of God or the essence of God that's going through these beings that are powering them that Annihilus wants to, I guess, control and use for himself because he seems almost kind of like a, I almost got a sense like he was a perpetual child the whole time. He's like, Annihilus want, Annihilus gets. Yeah, everything's mine, yeah, all for yeah, me. Just, no like, one can, uh, I can't, he can't share. Yeah. It personality all the way. So he was kind of limited that it's, it's weird. Apparently in his universe, he's super powerful and he leads. Well, who do you know from the negative, you know, universe? Uh, you know, Annihilus. Was, well, I know they had a prison there. Blastar was in a prison. Oh, uh, did they? Yeah. They had a okay. prison there at one time. Um, hell, I think even they did that in, uh, uh oh, Civil, Civil War. Well, no, there was a moment in here where basically it, it, things don't go well for the, the heroes. And at one point, Ryder falls back to Earth and is thinking about going to Earth and seeing if he can't rally the heroes to go fight in Annihilation. And it just so happens that the Civil War is yeah, going on at that point in time. Time. And he's like, the house divided can't stand. These guys can't work together right now. They're just going to die and be cannon fodder. I, there's no point in dragging them into this. I've got to figure out something else besides bringing in the Marvel heroes, which is a nice way of sidestepping that particular issue. Well, but uh, at one point... No, there was multiple people in the negative verse. I remember because there's a. I remember reading a series. I don't know if it's the next series to Annihilation because there's what Conquest is next. There's Annihilation. Did they do? Oh, they did the Thanos War or some shit. The Cancer Verse thing. Which one was that? Well, that comes off. That's part of Guardians of the Galaxy or what? I'm trying to remember. It's this. There's this. This turned into their Infinity Gauntlet where you had Infinity Gauntlet, then you had Infinity War. And in Infinity Quest, they kind of just kept feeding off of the main story arc. They just kept going and going with it. But I, I remember there was one where there's a prison in the negative zone. At one point, Blastar's there. I think I'm pretty sure that has to do with the quest. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back. We're, I guess we'll have to read that crap. No. No, we're not. Okay. Okay. Uh, and another important part, too, is that to establish, you had Captain Marvel, Marvel, the guy who was a Kree who got tied up in with cosmic doings and became the defender of the universe. But then he died young. And it turned out... I I think they, they made children for him or like with his clone material or some crap like that. But anyway, he had a daughter and a son and the son was known as Legacy. He, I believe he was introduced in the Silver Surfer annual as part of that 1993 annual event where they try to create a character in every single annual and give them their own trading cards and try to launch them. Vivian Nicieza did a short-lived series about Legacy called Captain Marvel and then eventually the Peter David series was about that character Genus. Then that guy died at some point, which I don't know about. You'd have to fill in that particular detail. Okay, and then his, yeah. his lesbian sister, they try to enlist her to be the next Captain Marvel and she kind of refuses because she's not ready yet. She instead hooks up into a romantic relationship with Moondragon who is established as bi or lesbian in the same series of Captain Marvel. They're off together and then Thanos shows up for some reason rips off Moondragon's ears, pimp slap, Oh, that was the send of Drax to kind of give him a warning. Yeah, but why did he do that? That's that's actually a, a, a moment that bothered me because I don't know why he's trying to get Drax involved in the first place. But he rips off Moondragon's ear, throws it at Phi Lavelle, the female Captain Marvel that's white, and then teleports away with Moondragon. And he uses her to telepathically scan Annihilus' mind, mind and to find out that his true goal is to destroy both the positive and negative universes and be the sole surviving entity in all of creation. Right, and so Thanos is like, tell me what you saw, tell me what you saw. She's like, eh, it's kind of hard me to explain it. He was his, like, his, his thoughts are just a buzzing and like a mental images but not he's like well then put show me what you see and he does it and Thanos is like my god like even he can't comprehend how jacked up this guy is which is funny because him of all people I mean he tried to wipe out most of the universe right. own which, which, which I was death. like are you serious like that was yeah. the Thanos' whole thing was he wanted to murder the entire universe well, and rule over it right with yeah. death because I mean so, they, they revealed his motivation to getting involved with Annihilus was just because he wanted to see what would happen if you tilted the balance of the universe and played around with things but even he is aghast at this just like come on Thanos you're the mad god titan you wanted to kill everybody so in some ways if it has insight into Thanos that I think works and was more thoughtful about that character than a lot of other writers have written him and other times dude come on do you not know who this yeah, guy is this is Thanos 
Thanos. Lucky. This is Thanos. Come on. Talked about that. Talked about that. I like that Drax cooks and eats the bugs that he kills because he realizes that field rations are finite. Oh, yeah. That's kind of a cool thing. I don't like that Cammy continues to hang out with him for most of the miniseries. And that she shows serious sociopathic tendencies. And if they were going to keep her around, I'd like her to do a villainous turn and turn out to be a total psycho. I I thought it would be great if she was imaginary. So Kree soldiers would have to be like, oh, that's Drax. Remember, if he's talking to somebody, pretend to pick up somebody and run with him. So Drax thinks he's running away. I just thought it would be kind of a nice twist to think that Drax is kind of batshit crazy. Because his his whole goal in life is to kill Thanos. That's why I think he took Moon Dragon's ears. Because he has no other goal. He he's sent. His, but that his, that's just it. Is you don't need to inspire Drax to come after Thanos. He's been doing it the entire time ever since he regained his normal persona and his normal modus. Well, I've never liked the fact that Thanos seemed fearful of Drax. I just in the miniseries. Yeah, I didn't oh. get that impression. I, I never got the impression that he Dude, was afraid of why, Drax. Why would you send him a threat to stay away? He's not a threat to stay no, away. He he's was, a threat he for him to come. Him to come with. He's like, come. I've got Moon Dragon. Here's because right here. I thought they played it up where she was like. Marvel's like that was a threat to keep you away to make sure you stayed away. She actually, no, I don't. Th- I didn't get that at all. Where, no, there's I, a scene where she tells yeah, him that. I don't she literally that. tells him that. I like they ask her why did he give you the, the ear, and he's she's like because he wants you to stay away. You're gonna interfere because Thanos had this whole plan working. I think Thanos had oh, an okay, idea. Okay, okay, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Okay, she said. Okay, this is what's her name? Falia, Falia, Falia I was helpless. The energies Thanos used to bind me were alien. I couldn't manipulate them. I'd never been so helpless. And she hands the box to Drax. Drax says, "An ear." She says, "Your daughter's ear." Thanos left it to you, left it as a warning to you. And she, and then Cammy's like, "You told me your daughter was dead." Yeah. And he says, "Heather died." Hmm. Warning. She says, "Don't play games with me. You know what he wants." And he says, "He wants me to keep my distance. He will be sorely disappointed." So that's, see, a, that's all assumption on their part, though. They never said, Thanos well, never says, "I'm worried about Drax." Mm-hmm. And I think that it was part of his master plan for Drax to do exactly what uh, he does. I think. I think he was uh, like, no, 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 no. "He's I, like, you I, come man, after I'm me, and I'm it. taking her out." Right. That's what it is. Is it's uh, here's an ear now. If you keep coming after me, you're yeah, gonna get the parts. rest of the body uh, parts. Maybe yeah. except except Drax goes. I don't give a shit about my daughter because I'm programmed to kill. Yeah, because if you if you really read into him, he's just obsessed with them. There's yeah. nothing else he has to live for. And then Cammy goes. She's got the box with the ear in it and goes. Can I keep this? Just like she did with the body in the miniseries. Yeah, right. She wanted to keep. She, the I'm body. telling you, she. They, if they had terrible. continued with this, Keith Given had continued to write the character. If she didn't turn out to be a total sociopath and got like superpowers that allowed her to do fucked up shit, then I would have. Problems with the whole characterization because that seemed to me the direction this, yeah. they were going with that character. But more importantly, I don't want this character to appear in any other comics ever again. So no, it doesn't matter. There is no, re- and that was the one thing we I hated her in that first series, and I, I picked up on the exact same things you did. This chick is freaking not a good person. Yeah, this is a terrible person, and I don't know if Giffen just thinks like, oh, this will be hilarious. She wants to keep the ear. Like I don't understand the motivation to write her this way. Yeah, like I. I I don't get, this is nothing redeeming about this girl. She doesn't make Drax any more human. I'm yeah. just hoping she gets hit by a stray bolt and well, blown and, to pieces. You know, here, here's a spoiler. She ultimately is left hanging out in some alien culture somewhere. They make mention of Drax maybe trying to find her and pal around with her again, which doesn't really make sense to that character anyway. But also, how is that better for her to be stuck in this alien environment, a little girl amongst all these creepy alien guys? As bad as things might have been on Earth, at least she was among her own people and could navigate those people more effectively, I would think, than fucking aliens. So it's just a weird, fucked up subplot that I, I could have done without entirely. 
And then, hence, you get the miniseries where she's a serial killer on an alien. That's planet. what I'm saying, though. That's the way I think it would have to go. If they'd gotten like a Drax series out of this at some point, she would have been the one who went nuts and turned. No, no, or I'm something. telling you, they do a miniseries where she's a serial killer on an alien planet, and Drax has to take her out because he made her that way. He Holy carried shit, her around. Really? Oh, well, that would maybe, have been okay. Well, then maybe this all makes sense then. If, yeah. if it, well, no, but that didn't actually happen. Yeah. He's saying that's I'm what he would want to nice see happen. Did something oh, like that. I thought you said that's what they ended up doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd no, be cool. No, you were what you were saying was that you wish she was a figment of the magic. Oh yeah, that's why I didn't. Sorry, that's why I was like, what are you talking about? No, because I, I watched some of that Agent of Shield, and they have that one character who's damaged, brain damage, and he keeps seeing the female character. Well, for a little bit there, yeah. Stop that after a bit. Oh, they, but I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that where he's he can't interact with everybody, so he's interacting with his little portion of his brain that's created her. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that'd be kind of cool for Drax because Drax is already one single minded. I got to kill yeah. Thanos, and then you have this little piece of his brain that's telling him, "Well, let's kind of be normal. Let's do normal stuff, like be social." And he can't. But of course, that's where I thought it would where if. Uh, Giffen's kind of humor would be played up, or you know, they all Cree kind of know, like, oh, Drax is batshit crazy. So if he's talking to somebody, just pretend someone's in the room. So if Drax tells you, pick her up and run off, just pretend to pick something up and run away. Uh-huh. And Drax is going to think she's running away and she's safe, and he'll keep doing his thing. And I thought that would be kind of like, you know, everyone knows Drax is crazy and he's really dangerous, so just play along. I just thought, eh, hey, that would be kind of cool. But they were like, no, she's real. And I'm just yeah, like, so he's well dragging established. a human being across well, the Well, that's the thing, they keep ditching her throughout the series. And she so. never wants to like, Why is she here if you're just going to keep I ditching think, her? I you think have it was a running soldiers gag. that are being slaughtered, yet a, what, pup- what 15-year-old? No, she's not that old. She's like 12, I really? think. Really? And she's surviving all this shit. Right. Like, oh, so. I, I guess I, it's possible it that was an editorial. I think it was a gag. I think there was supposed to be a running gag, and it just didn't work that great. Uh, no. I'm, no, not at all. Just like with the Nova miniseries, I thought that Drax was way more interesting in this miniseries than he was in his solo one. I dug the part where he's trying to buy time for people as they're trying to escape this planet after it's been overrun by these Centurions, who are yeah. Annihilus's heralds, essentially. And what he can do is he takes these parasitic bugs and he infests people with them and turns them into his fighters. They're basically mind control bugs. Right. Yeah. And there's a, most of them are people that I don't think it had been introduced in other comics before, although with this series before. it's uh, possible. Terax was. But Terax was one of the ones. And oh, that's I love the that. Name one. Kill me. He's like, and Gamora's about to do it, yeah. but it doesn't quite work out. But uh, So they're trying to evacuate that planet when everything's just going to shit. Drax stays and he, because the hive mind can't deal with this one spanner in the works, he's able to kill his way through all the bugs, through their queen, and then kill the queen and use her organic parts to power the ship and, and, and go after Thanos. It, yeah. yeah, and go in undercover, basically. They're one of their own ships. And killing the hive mind had worked a few times. In yeah. That was yeah. The thing. I think but, Fire Lord did it in the first issue yeah. and they were getting fucked up. But uh, it was just cool because they established that Drax as a single person with no liabilities, has the raw power and skill yes. to get through all that stuff. He just needed all these encumbrance out of the way, like fucking Cammy, the sidekick. Yeah, if Cammy wasn't there, Drax would have been... He, like, he was way better in this miniseries than he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie. He was awesome. Oh, yeah, no, I, I gotta say, honestly, reading this miniseries made me that much more angry and unhappy with the Guardians movie. Really? Because they, they sacrifice all these characters. Well, Gamora sucked in this series, too, though. Gamora kind of sucked in this one, and I didn't like, too, that they, they made her... a lot. Shh. Like, all she did was bang Nova. That was all yeah, they did. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly the problem. Is she had the same problem in this miniseries that she had in the movie. She exists solely to be a love interest, essentially. They make lip service. Oh, she's such a badass. She jumps around a few times because uh, Andrea DeVito is really good at drawing women's asses, and so they make sure that you get a nice view every time she does that. Phyla and Praxagora and Moo Dragon are all better women fighters than the most dangerous woman in the universe. Right. In this six issues. Drax is so cool in this miniseries, and then in the movie, he's pretty much just 
just com- comedy. You know, he's he's comic relief. Straight guy. Yeah, I think it would have worked a little bit better too if uh, what's his face um, Aquaman had played Drax like he was supposed to. Because mm. I think he would have gave, Jason made, Momoa. Jason Momoa would have made it a little bit more sly. It wouldn't have been as blunt. I think that when you hire a wrestler and then you give him that kind of dialogue, the tendency is to think dumb. He's not really dumb, but he doesn't come off as cunning or anything. He just sounds off like a blunt object in the in the movie. I mean, well, he was in the comics too for a while. Yeah, but I, didn't, I hated that. that I hated that Drax though. I never liked that version of Drax. I just never liked the. Cape he was the incredible. Hulk, yeah. Hulk was, but the cape. Yeah, Stalin wanted to write the dumb Hulk. The dumb Hulk wasn't around anymore because of Peter David, so he turned Drax into the dumb Hulk. Mm. So right, the, the third fourth issue is when Super Scroll comes back, right? Who Come passed life. away in the Super Scroll yeah, series, which I thought hey, was guys. a good misdirect. Hey, hey, how the fuck did Super Scroll come back to life? That is no shit. Well, they right? explain it that uh, uh, I I guarantee kind of you they did not explain it. Go, but go ahead and try and uh, bullshit. No, no, for it. they talk about uh, the the nurse robots talk about when uh, Fire Lord came up when he, when he repowered up and they were battling. The energies released. They fight ravenous, right? Yeah, I, fighting, I, yeah, I think they their energies hit and they were so massive that they jump started his heart and shit. And I was like, all right, I mean, fuck it. It's it's more plausible than you know some of the other characters that came back from the dead. Except that they killed him in the miniseries leading up to the series. It wasn't like, oh, we got, we got a character that was killed when, off. When she's walking no, around no, with no. his body, you knew he Obviously was Obviously, you knew he was going to come back. But it wasn't like they killed him off three years ago and then resurrected him to bring him back into this. They killed him off in his Annihilation prologue miniseries just to bring him back in the third issue of the Annihilation miniseries. They could have set up his apparent death in the miniseries and then her had to be like, oh, no, we tricked you. And it would have been fine because of how they had, would have potentially handled it in the miniseries. But instead, it's this offhand thing where the body's lying around it gets hit and then he just wakes up like it was nothing right. and it would have been nice if there'd been some strategy involved with that instead of it being some completely random or, ridiculous coincidence well, they, they, especially because nobody knew he died right well, they, they, he but, shows up he yeah. only shows up to be resurrected he only shows up for them to go oh shit Super Scroll dead oh shit Super Scroll's alive like what huh well, what? the weird thing was he got to continue his abusive relationship with the robot girl too <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that awkward was funny. who by the way I think is still cool but that name has got to go Praxagora is just way too much Prax, I dig it now Fucking Silver Sable. I don't know what the fuck you got to call her. Just call her something that somebody's going to remember. Robot Chick. But not Robot Chick. Miss Super Scroll. All right. So after Moon Dragon puts Thanos and shows him, hey, dude, this is what Annihilation's, uh, this is what Annihilus is actually trying to do. Maybe if you got any sort of fail safes built in, like we know you do, maybe it's time for you to go ahead and pull those fail safes. He does, right? Like he's like, okay, you know what? You're right. This is some, some fucked up shit. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the, put a kibosh on it. I just have to say though, again, he keeps torturing her. There's that moment too where he burns all the flesh off, off her, her arm. arm? Why I, I just there's a lot of misogyny in this book that I could have done without, and I don't understand From different it because yeah, because it well no no I'm talking about this miniseries specifically because Thanos rips off Moon Dragon's ear and he scorches her arm and he pimp slaps Philavel and then Gamora is not that great so. Basically, the only character that come out of this was Praxagora, as far as female heroines that could do something effective for the most Who part. No, she was and, and Praxagora is in the abusive relationship with Super Scroll. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? The gender politics in this miniseries are fucked. But what I don't get Frank's is, agenda is he, he he blows all of her skin off, but then she's got like a robot arm. Like where the hell did this happen? No, I think that was her. She's not like her she's cast. Not it was like her cast. Was it? Okay, I thought it was like muscle. <laughs> it's her sci-fi robot cast. Oh, you know that looks like exposed the muscle when he yeah. first hits her. That's why I'm like Jesus Christ, dude. A little bit of insubordination. On her part, which isn't real because she's just being mouthy because she's already being controlled by the insects. Why did you need to take it to well, that no, place? Well, no, that, that was first, and then she attacks him again, and he goes, "This is gonna hurt," and he does some kind of mind blast on her where she's puking up worms. The next scene over. No, that's when he liberates her from control under, oh, under okay. the bugs because he's he's realized that he's gonna need her help to deal with an 
ridiculous. Yeah, he's like, this will not be pleasant. And then she starts, that's how you get all the bugs out of your system. You start vomiting them out. Yeah. Because they're all in her body. Which all is cool. inside her body. It, it is cool and gross, the way they handle the bugs. I yeah, like it, it's pretty cool. How they're all like under your skin and in your joints and shit. Because the artist is clean, kid-friendly kind of art. So to throw that little bit of weirdness into the mix makes it more effective than it might have been under a more gross, creepy artist. There's more of a contrast. So anyway, so Th- Thanos is like, you know what? I got to pull the plug on this shit. And as he starts to get ready to pull the plug on this shit, who shows up? Drax the Destroyer, right on time, man. And now Moon Dragon, instead of letting Drax kill Thanos, is like, Drax, don't kill Thanos. Let him do his shit first, and then everything's going to be good. So and what does he do? He knife slaps her. He like bashed her head with the hilt of his knife. Yeah, he, he throws the butt of his knife at her. And she goes down like a fucking chump. So once again, chicks do not fare well in this miniseries. Well, I mean, she zapped him in the brain for like one panel. I guess she's been beat up so much by Thanos, she's maybe not full power. Uh, I did think this, the scene though was cool though, while he was trying to get his fucking little dealio to disable, set Galactus for Right, he's stuff. trying to set off the failsafe that would release Galactus, but it's got, like, tied little... into his specifically energy signature or some shit. And he's got, the, which it doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, and he's got like this force field bubble and Drax is like trying to scratch through the bubble and then he gets like his fingers in it and he's like pulling the bubble apart and Thanos looks up and he sees death right the little girl version of death from the Thanos series yeah and he goes it can't be and he's like I know and then what happens as he's about to fucking set everything free and in this fucking miniseries Drax punches through his back grabbing his heart and then shoving his heart out through the front of his chest and Thanos has an ellipsis and just says interesting <laughs> yeah and see I had that moment spoiled for me and since this comic came out in 2006 that wasn't a permanent change that was still a very striking moment though that was still like oh god damn well it, it, not, not only oh god damn because he just he literally ripped Thanos' heart out right you don't get to see people chest. do that shit no yeah. straight up Kano style <laughs> uh, but but then after that you're like well shit how are you going to stop Annihilation Annihilus now right because Thanos was it he, yeah. these guys would get their asses kicked in every issue Right, that's I mean, the, and that's the big beat the end on the fourth issue. Is like, oh shit, our one chance is fucked now because we had Thanos on our side for five seconds, and they, and they do do a good job of letting you know that it's basically like it's impossible. Yeah, right? like everything you do, you just get, you just maybe get your ass kicked a little bit less than you right. did last time, but most of your people are going to die. Yeah. Um, I like too how they establish scale that Drax is a pretty big guy, but then Thanos is just his corpse is towering and just yeah. Bare, yeah falls with quite the thud. Mm, okay, so these last couple issues I think went pretty quick. Right? Well, see, this is one of the problems I had with it. The first three to four issues do a great job like you say of setting up holy shit this is an insurmountable task we're fucking yeah. dying left and right in here I don't yep. know what the fuck we're going to do and then all of a sudden in issue five Ronan Super Scroll and Praxagora all team up and retake the Kree Empire from the House Fiero the bankers that took over Kree and it turns out they'd been working in secret with the Annihilation Wave the whole time and that's how they were able to rest power in the first place that they had lobotomized the Kree Supreme Intelligence and rendered it mutant and effective Literally lobotomized. Yeah. Like he's got a scar on his head. Right. Was like, okay. Some of their sentinels actually turn up to fight off Ronan and his people, but it doesn't matter because they're fucking getting totaled because they're still politically, uh, militarily inept and there's still that ambivalence amongst the Kree about fighting Ronan since they know what an icon he is. And they just like tear their way through the Kree Empire and retake it. And at the end, people are chanting Ronan's name and he's become, I believe, like the lord of the Kree Empire. And, and so it's such point- a victorious issue. And at the same time, it's like, wow, this should have been a special because it completely takes you out of the Annihilation miniseries. Right. Uh, well, and, and also, you know, a lot, and I, uh, what do you call it? Ronan and Annihilus had had a few battles throughout this series, too. Yeah. So this was like sort of the end game where he fucking just takes his hand, he breaks his hammer. What oh, you mean, mean not Annihilus, Ravenous. No, Ravenous. Ravenous, Ravenous. Ravenous, Ravenous, Ravenous and yeah. Ronan, sorry, these names are all. Uh, 
and he would I think he says something like uh know that you have been judged and found guilty and he takes his big gavel thing and smashes on a rabbit's head blasting it open and breaking his hammer in the process yeah what was cool about that too is we were all complaining about how ravenous looked like a generic bad guy and when you shattered his human form you see underneath he's a bug who's just taking human form and so from the rest of the miniseries he's got this half and half face right so but it really makes him look like oh this is a distinct individual not just another fucking except throwaway. he beat ravenous right so who cares about ravenous now that he's been beaten by ronin who's not even one of the major except major players where the fuck does he come from in the sixth issue he blew part of his brain off well, no, it was. It, I think it was the shell, the human shell. It doesn't was, he was matter, on. sir. Then how? He, then kill him. You then, dub, then the double does tap. He not go to, does he not go into prison? Does he go uh, like wh- right? Sudden, you're, you're saying we need the double tap, here. right? Also, in the sixth issue, he's just flying a spacecraft around, and you're like, no, he just got defeated in a gigantic splash page, and then in the next few panels, you're showing his bleeding dome cracked open on the floor of the Cree homeworld. And what did he do? How did he get from this place to that place? How did he then get back with the annihilation wave repaired, and now is re-attacking again? Like, yeah. I was just like I, I had to go back. Isn't he issues. dealt with? This is part of what took me so long to read this over the because I was like I had, had to take some time because shit like that would happen and I'm like like what did I miss when, when Super Scroll was all of a sudden alive? I'm like okay I I missed something here. He was in a casket, so I have to go back and I read through those pages again. This was the same thing. I had to go back to the previous issue and I was like, did Ravenous always have the cy- half cyborg face? And I was like, no, that was because he got hit by Ronan. I was like, maybe it's a different guy. I'm like, no, because he's got that mechanical shit on the side of his face where he was hit. And then I'm just like, well, then how the fuck did he get back? To it, it did not make sense, and it was not even like lightly explained. Yeah. And I don't blame the art on that. I think that was the script. Yeah, I'm sure he just, I'm sure he wrote the fifth issue, and then all of a sudden he got the sixth issue script and said, "We need Ravenous attacking." So, and he's just like, "Okay, well, you killed Ravenous in the last issue. What am I supposed <laughs> to do with this?" So, yeah. Well, and also in that same issue is when Drax, even after they've explained that the failsafe was entirely relying on Thanos, he just breaks Silver Surfer out, and Silver Surfer uses a power blast to free Galactus, which was a great splash page of Galactus getting up. And, okay, I'm going to tear some shit up now but they no goddamn sense no it, it made no it, they specifically drove home the point several times Thanos is the reason why what would have been good is because isn't there like a tr- because maybe because Drax was sort of designed to be Thanos' counterpart if then he could also do something like that but just breaking Silver Surfer yeah. out and Silver Surfer just is like I'll shoot it with my hand yeah. I'll shoot it it makes no sense they don't, they don't even make a line like Silver Surfer can mimic the energy signature of Thanos or some right. shit like that we need, really need that line because it was such a major cheat he just blows it up and when he blows it up, Thanos, I mean, uh, Galactus comes out. And once Galactus is out, the whole fucking thing's fucked up. Right. Like, well, your whole plan is done. One of the few moments in this series where a woman gets to be a pimp is Moondragon is using her telepathic powers to stave off the hive mind to keep the critters off their backs while Drax is doing his stuff. But because this is all telepathic and it's mostly happening off panel, even though she's one of the main people who's making sure this is going to happen, she gets no credit for it. Because all you're doing is watch Drax jump around and grab Silver Surfer. It makes him look like a hero. She's doing the actual heavy lifting, but it's not played that way. Yeah. Yeah, instead it just looks like he just like shimmied down a pole and let Silver Surfer go. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. You take just, care of everything important and I'll just get all the panel time. Just shimmy down. He literally shimmied down a pole and freed Silver Surfer. I did like the fact that they showed how powerful Galactus was, though. I did like the fact they showed how did powerful we need to Galactus be sh- was. Did we need to be shown how powerful Galactus was? Well, dude, cause, well but he nearly like wiped out, what, three... F- 
34% well, 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 of the- What was cool is Galactus reclaims all this energy that Annihilus has been soaking up and then creates his own Annihilation yeah, wave where it's basically going out and wiping out. And you're seeing two, it's sort of like the guns from the Aliens movies where they're counting down the percentage of ammunition left. Yeah. It's like here's 45% of the Annihilation wave is existing, 38%, 40, 30%. It's like he's just blowing through them all in one big power blast. And at the same time, that was he's pretty cool. people and he's like doing all, because I mean, most of the time, every time I've heard Galactus is, I'm hungry. Right. Eat. And so you've, and, and if he did fight someone, he'd always swing at them, like do these like crazy, like slow motion swings where he's swinging at another character. This one was just, he put his hands out and it's just like, it's go time. You well, and I think that was, off. I think that was part of the point is to remind people, oh yeah, Galactus used to be a big deal. Galactus used to matter. But how is it, we've never had a fast food campaign involving Galactus. Why haven't they ever done that? Because he's hungry. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm at the grocery they did a store. a lot of those what does and stuff where he's always eating. Yeah, but out. use it. It's like I'm at the grocery store and, you know, for several months, all the Dr. Pepper products had Avengers on them and those were cool. And the other day I'm looking at Big Red who got the Terminator Genesis account and other Fantastic Four only on Orange Crush. I've got so, it. I, no, I've got it. It's got to be Hungry Man Dinners. There you go. You got to use. Yeah. You got to fucking use a Galactus. Galactus approved. Or he fights Jolly Green Giant. Oh, that would be cool. I'd like to see that actually. Ho, ho, ho. No, you no, you no I totally. Come on. You, you cannot tell me you would not think it was cool when Big Purple Galactus is fighting the Jolly Green Giant on a can of peas. Yeah. Yes. You, you have to collect all the different vegetables to piece together the Right. It's like it tells you. That. <laughs> you put all the labels together and it creates a. And uh, they can put food coloring in one month. They do food coloring and they're all purple. Yeah. Michelle <laughs> Obama would beans, put her stamp of approval on that. I'm telling purple. you. Uh, corn's purple. It's all purple. <laughs> So the power co- they call it cosmic corn. Yeah. And when it goes bad, how do you know it's bad? You just look at it like it's canned corn. It doesn't ever go bad. Doesn't ever go bad. It's not an internal organ and they don't turn purple. How many fucking cans of vegetables have you eaten? I don't eat canned vegetables. Okay, oh, well. Totes. I like my fresh from the earth. No, so, but I like the fact that they just kind of showed again that how powerful Galactus is. That, that gets kind of yeah. lost in the shuffle sometimes. While at the same time totally being a Deus Ex Machina and wrapping up a, a series that was turning out pretty good and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, wait, we just fixed everything after all." They, they Thanks really, Galactus. Th- he really did just just snap his fingers and hit the reset button the the, uh, endless annihilation wave so then from there we go to annihilation fighting nova well annihilus 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 is i know well hey we go back and forth this so much i can totally understand praxagora annihilus has the quantum bands and that's what allows him to survive the blast of galactus and then he's stuck fighting nova who's been teleporting from place to place trying to get to annihilus because that's the lonely thing he's got left they're gonna hit him yeah and then so they go after him i keep forgetting the female version marvel philavel philavel she attacks him from behind. Well, mostly she just him. grabs the quantum well, bands. Well, she touches him and basically gave the bands a choice. Stay with evil or come to me. And, of course, the bands decide to go with her. And then she does but then, fuck all with she them. She does nothing. But didn't Annihilus always have that cosmic, cosmic rod yeah. around his neck? Uh, yeah, it doesn't get mentioned at the least in this yeah, entire event. Like, no, it, it does in the prologue. Okay, but it, does, when, it when doesn't he, factor into the miniseries at all. He's, he's got it there. Yeah, but that's yeah. like his. That's where his power comes from, right? Yeah. It's, it's like so his, then you got, I, I think then literally you were the person who told me about that uh, it oh, was me cosmic. i was oh, the was one who pulled told the okay. control rod out of my ass okay. and i just realized that sounded really bad <laughs> i got too far into that um, i think they sell those statement. on westheimer oh my god <laughs> oh geez well it uh, i would say edit that out but i know you're going, not going to no chance um okay so now it's just annihilus with the cosmic control rod versus nova turned up nova right. prime nova prime right is that what he calls himself at one point yeah. i don't know no, i don't Probably. think so no. i hope not because that's no, no, part of nova, Pri- cool. nova prime the name of the no i thought he called himself nova prime because he's the first up maybe in the miniseries i don't recall oh. it popping up in this the, the actual annihilation miniseries because i read it well, i just love so, the fact that uh, quill comes calling him rich and he goes quit calling me that call me no 
Nova. Right. He keeps, and he does it anywhere to fuck with him all the time. Because in this one, you're right, Quill is different than the movie. He is kind of sarcastic, but dark. Yeah. Almost suicidal. Well, that, and he's really, he's just the assistant to Nova. You know, he's just kind of setting things up and giving him ops, options and on, perspective yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So let's just wrap, the, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Nova fights Annihilation. Annihilus. Annihilus reaches down into his throat and pulls out some sort of an Annihilus internal organs or something. Like, it's a pretty... It's this it, big wormy All of these death splash pages are pretty cool. Well, they say, Annihilus says that, no, nothing can penetrate his armor. And Nova says, everywhere except your... Gaping mouth. mouth. Yeah, and he reaches into his mouth. And I was like, okay. And he's like, as he plunges his fist down his throat, Annihilus is going, go, 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 like gagging. It's GK, 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 UK. Well, and then you've got the Crunchak. It's Gluck. It was still cool. It was totally cool seeing this guy thrust his arm down Galactus, uh, Annihilus's throat and rip out his internal organs. kind of weird. And he's that like, was fucking uh, cool. Not, not too, uh, it was cool. I, de- I didn't definitely not see any of these deaths coming. I didn't see Ronan breaking his own hammer on the guy's skull. That was badass. I, I didn't see uh, Drax pulling Thanos' heart out through his chest. And I definitely did not see Nova reaching his fist down Annihilus's gagging throat and pulling his internal organs out. I <laughs> did not see either of those. And then Thanos and Death pull a Return of the Jedi and show up at the end say good job guys and he's like no no and, and of course the Ewoks are in the background jump jump they were there to basically take Nova and he's all like better luck next time and they're like you know out of here but of course the series doesn't end there no there's, uh, there's four pages of big fat captions telling you every fucking thing they didn't manage to get around to in this miniseries because it was not long enough yeah and of course the last scene is well before before you okay. get to that though let's just say okay uh, Nova has now made himself a galactic hero and he's fielding all sorts of offers but for now he's enjoying being unemployed and knowing that he saved the universe ravenous is yeah, now they're, the, like, they're like restart the nova core dude you can right. do all this shit yeah that's the like the main thing he's used to be gearing towards then you got ravenous well, who, too, who signs right. who signs a peace treaty with the various races which and, which and why which why because i thought galactus destroyed all their shit right but apparently there is still enough of a presence to where they can have world seated to them to take over all the old scroll worlds and the old Cree homeworld of Cree law they're all on hallow now is that it yeah, yeah Hala, Hala. No, only the one Hala. I don't want people thinking I'm playing Hala. 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 Shh. Play my teeth. Hala. We, we, we established <laughs> that Fire Lord is okay, and he's off trying to kill off all the Centurions of Annihilus. But the other Chaos. heralds that they were a little bit more vague about dying, they say no, they were killed in action. They don't really say much about the Super Scroll and Praxagor just sort of vanish. So does Drax. The stupid little fairy thing that used to hang out with Thanos ends up hanging out with Cami. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Is she really, she's really skeet, huh? I think her name was Skeet. Oh, and then they had that panel where they show Blastar and the Space Knights. Yeah. I and it's like, oh, yeah, out. those guys appeared for literally, what, five pages in issue five, and they were never heard from again? They didn't do fuck all. They were like, they were supposed to go off and fight something, and then we never saw that anything with, happened. With them at a point. They were kind of like, uh. Yeah, but they didn't actually do anything. Well, the Space Knights. What the fuck are they supposed to do? No, Space Knights were cool. Rom was a Space Knight. Hey, fuck Rom. Yeah. Rom was Rom. cool. Actually, uh, I got you, no problem with Rom. I don't know, uh, fix it if you've looked at any of the current previews. But IDW has a miniseries out now called Onyx that I guarantee you, the guy who runs IDW, he was trying to get the ROM license and it didn't work out. And I guarantee he just turned it into Onyx. I thought ROM belonged to uh, Marvel. No, ROM belongs to either some Japanese company or maybe like Tonka or one of the toy makers. But didn't Marvel do their 
comic? Yeah, they did the comic, and the, it was oh, one of those situations where they own the rights to the Dire Wraiths and to the Space Knights that they created, but they don't own Rom. Because he's the one, Rom was what? He had a square head with like a... Yeah, the, the, the red eye, eye, visor eye yeah, thingies. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Hold on, let me ask. Hold on, let he me he ask. started life as a toy. He was a, it was a toy adaptation. Let me ask. Who is Rom Space Knight? Fuck off. Shit, it just gave me the link to Rom. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk anymore. So should we get to the very, so, very ending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do the last couple pages and we can talk about this okay. a little more. <laughs> Well, go ahead, Mr. Fix. Well, basically, Ravenous is walking, and one of the female bugs is giving birth to a child, and he's talking about how so quickly he could rule with but a simple what a simple squeeze of his hands, he'll rule all that belonged to Annihilus. But that's not his way. His word is his bond. Bullshit. And the next thing you see is he has a baby fetal Annihilus, and he's holding it up, kind of Lion King style, and all the bugs, I guess, are bowing to it. And, Okay, a circle of life. Matt Bacto is all about gestation, so he knows that it's not a fetus once it's outside. Or what is it? Eh? It's an infant. But infant. it was still kind of in a sack. Yeah, it was still in a sack. Okay, it's like sort of an embryonic sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still in outside. In your face. Though. I still think it would have been illegal to abort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, tell me that this is not a good example as to why abortion should be legal. Oh, <laughs> oh god damn. Yeah. I'm yeah. turning this into a hot button issue. Okay. Well, it's a bug. Yeah. So uh, we don't care when life begins to raid. Right to raid. (laughs) Okay, so I have some questions here, guys. Want to listen to these? Sure, go ahead. Okay, question number one. Where the fuck did Star-Lord come from, and why is he in this miniseries? He was actually on the planet in the Thanos series. When Thanos goes to that prison world. No, no, no. Talk about this series and all the issues issues we read. Where the fuck was Star-Lord in any of them? Well, for starters, there is no Star-Lord. He's not Star-Lord anymore. He's Peter Peter Quill. Quill. Thank you. And he's just like the major domo for Richard Rider. They don't establish how that uh, hierarchy gets formed. Yeah. Because he came off the Thanos series. Yeah, that. the one we didn't read. Yeah, that's that's no, the I point. Read it, that's the well, I, I read it too. I read it when it came out monthly because Thanos. So give ass. us some recap. Pan- give us two panels where you explain where these characters came from. Yeah, it seems yeah. like Star- hey, this Star-Lord? is a, for Keith Giffen by Keith Giffen standards. That was super accessible. Really, that guy loves being fucking uh, obtuse with his his uh, uh, information. If you ever tried to read his Legion of Superheroes, your fucking brain would melt. I guarantee you. Oh, you know what? I did have a note here saying uh, Mari thinks. Ra- oh, it was even like how did Super survive they don't explain it she just says mary is it mary m-a-r-i the the alien chick the big-headed cree girl ravenous and fire lord jump-started him and it's and then it says their combined energies did dot 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 something that's the explanation as to why drax was good he was very much wolverine of the series right oh totally he's like just leave it to me bub and he takes on the whole with his knives he even at the knives i mean he's fucking oh my god which they they break out of the entire series they never break until he goes up against thanos and he smashes him against the shield his force field yeah once I Even though they were kitchen bro- knives from well, at, at some yeah. point, I think they tried to say that he picked up some knives someplace oh, else. Right. It was a total oh, okay. no prize, no fucking way. There's still the goddamn ones from the what is it, the sporting goods story yeah. on in Alaska? Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. because Riddick, which you know. I, I did like that they paired Super Scroll and Ronan together. Yeah, that was and pretty cool. And made them go after the well, it, it, no, it did make cop, sense. Bad cop kind of thing. Like, yeah, they did that whole touch. joke where, he yeah. goes, where she goes, oh, I guess we're not going with Ronan to the planet. And he's like, give it a second. And he's like, are you coming? He's like, yeah, see, let's go. Yeah. That's kind of, eh. Well, and of course Super Scroll is going to want to kill a bunch of Kree. It makes oh, yeah, perfect no, he, sense. He tells him. He gets, he's getting off on it. When they're yeah, and, and of course Ronan's like, hey, when this is done, I'm going to fucking yeah, rape yeah, you. And Scroll's just like, oh, please, just let me keep going. 
He's getting off. So, on so I, I, re- I enjoyed they paired those two up. I thought the lobotomized supreme intelligence was cool. Not enough super scroll, I think. I need more. Cr- Not enough issues. Also, more explanations, more valid explanations. Not he's a lot fucking... more fun in this series. I've read him in other stuff, and he's always too serious. Yeah. He's better when he's a little bit more snarky. Yeah, we're realizing, exactly. hey, look, I'm not the biggest shit around, but I am kind of a thing. So well, I love the fact that in his miniseries, it was like you used to be somebody. Yeah, and so he, he now he's kind of accepted that role. He's like, I don't give a shit anymore. He's like, I'm super scroll. I can do what the fuck I want. Well, and they kind of established too. Super scroll knows in the pecking order he's below Ronan, yeah. so he pushes it, but he only pushes it so far because he knows ultimately I think that Ronan would kick his ass. So he's a Dude, he's, he's a useful ally. By the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, so was Ronan. That's actually so, oh, Super true. Scroll is the Fantastic. That was actually a major point. As Peter Quill pointed out, hey, didn't the Fantastic Four beat Galactus on their own? He's like, yeah, yeah, but it's Civil War. We can't use them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The editor said no. Let's go fight some aliens. But that was good. They addressed that. Though. Yeah, I like that, that they got that little. Was... And, and the great, you know, usually it irritates me when they make these illusions and then they don't have a little box telling you what the fuck they're talking about, especially when you're reading a series so divorced from its original context. But here, I liked it because if you know they're talking about Civil War, great. And if you don't, it really doesn't matter. They're occupied. I don't need yeah. a big box telling me exactly what comic book they're occupied in at this particular point in time. Yeah, I'm reading that early Avengers, not early Avengers, the... Uh, the stuff from the 70s the with Engel, Hellcat. Engelhart Perez stuff, yeah. and they do that in every issue. Oh, yeah. It's even like, see last issue. And it's like, really? Did you really need to do that? Right. Yeah, see last issue? Yeah, they'll say, yeah I remember. And they do, they'll do it like three times in an issue. Yeah. Like, now, the other ones will be like, see this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue. And then it's like, sigh, because they had to list all of them. Uh-huh. That, that, it's almost, it's not almost, that is over uh, annotated. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, the paradigm can shift one way or the other. Ideally, yeah. you'd have a happy But this middle. one, like for Star-Lord, give me a box. Mm. At least say, hey, he's... His Who the hell is this guy? Because of C. Thanos miniseries. I mean, well, the only thing, though, is I don't think you need to know more about Peter Quill besides he's the foil for Richard Rider. I don't think you need more than that. When you had... How many miniseries did they have leading up to this final? Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't... And then he's there through the whole six issues. Yeah. He's there in the last issue. With, yeah. Right there with the rest of them. If he's going to be that much in the mix... Like, you, ta- you, you, you have an entire miniseries dedicated to creating Cammy, but you toss her away in that last issue mm-hmm. only to have Peter Quill be there side by side. Well, and she's time. irrelevant. She really is irrelevant. I think she's supposed to be there to show who Drax is and what his motivations are and how little other people are supposed to mean to him. It, she still kind of means something to him to give him something heroic to work around. But in terms of the grander scale of the story, she's fucking meaningless. If she weren't around, it would have made no difference to the story whatsoever, no. except being better. Because they, they would have had more room to tell you who Peter Quill was. Tell, tell me who Peter Quill is instead. That's yeah. that's all I'm saying. But anyway, as a whole, was this the worst miniseries you've ever read, or was this actually... I still I liked it a lot. I, my problem was the first four issues are so good that five and six petering out and taking yeah. cheap ways out of things bothered me. I wish it had been a bit longer. I loved the art in this miniseries. It made so many of these Marvel characters look cool. I've seen Andre DeVito do other stuff. He did a Thunder Agents. What was supposed to be an ongoing series became a miniseries. And it was just okay on that. But there's something about pairing him with these space characters and sort of doing them, I dare say, in a Jose Luis Garcia Lopez kind of quality where they look... The way he draws something like Blastar, you could take Blastar and put him on a Slurpee cup and it would look good. You wouldn't know who the fuck Blaster was, but that quality, that licensing quality, everybody in here looks like they're ready to be licensed for beach towels and shit. And I think that sometimes the alien races in Marvel, when you put them all together, especially, they get so weird. There's too much variety. It's almost kind of nice to see them streamlined and cleaned up. I- I'm scared enough to say this. Almost everybody in this miniseries was hot. The men, the women, he drew everybody like sexualized, like, like human ideals. And everybody looked really fucking good in this series. All the women looked really hot. The guys looked hot. This is this was like equal time beefcake shit. Are you trying to lead to DeVito did not draw hot everybody? I mean, even the aliens were kind of, you know, 
Like he even they tried to make he, like tried, he, he even made ra- uh, yeah, yeah, even Ravenous we was pretty too. you know, he was just like Did you see the deltoids on that roach? What, what is it? BBC do they call it? Uh that's probably too <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He got it. The he television got it. network? <laughs> You talking about British television? You talking about the, you're talking about the no, British no, broadcasting no. channel? Or is it BBD? Anyway, you, you have to look up in, in the the internet pornoverse, and you'll know what I'm talking about. BBW? Uh, no, that's a whole different thing. Uh, there was no BBW in this miniseries. Even the even sectoid chicks were were sleeping that. But even Praxagora, who's a robot chick, he's drawing her with like dimples on her ass and shit. He was sexualizing so he's everything. Like dimples in her ass. <laughs> I didn't see no dimples in the ass. There's, I assure you, there are dimples in Praxagora's ass. Definitely, there are definitely dimples in Praxagora's ass. Oh, and Gamora, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Gamora was... Dude, uh, Frank, did you read this or beat off to it, man? You're way too excited. No, actually, I mostly read it at work, so that would have been inappropriate. That would have been very inappropriate. Although it was on a tablet, so at least the screen, screen would wipe pretty easily, oh, I expect. Oh, man. You did, you did stop you it. Did hey. used to work at Pizza Hut. Well, this is the Marvel Superheroes podcast. I work at Pizza Hut. What are you talking about? The guy that beat off at work at Pizza Hut and they recorded him. I didn't hear about that. Oh, uh, yeah. They, some guys, somebody went to buy a pizza and they were recording the guy. Well, let's make sure like, that it's definitely... Let's, we probably shouldn't name the brand name of the company. <laughs> Do you think Pizza Hut's going to sue us over that? It's already on the news, apparently. It, now, if it turns out to be Pizza Inn, we're fucked. Fucking, if it turns out to fucking be Pizza Parlor, and he sold out Pizza Hut, yeah, it's going to be... A- pizza Patron. Fucking Pizza Patron. Hey, uh, I've, had, I've had Pizza Patron. That's not Alfredo sauce. <laughs> Look, I would say they would tend towards the scatological pornography of Pizza Patron. It ain't good, buddy. Uh, pizza Patron, dude, that's, that's some... Uh, that's some pizza. Ugh. That's, uh, yeah. That's, uh, like, below CC's, I think. No. Hey, uh, shout out to our new sponsor, Pizza Patron. <laughs> Are you looking for a pizza? Are you a Patron? Go you want that them. little something extra? Wait, would you put Pizza Patron above or below Little Caesars? I like Little Caesars. Ooh, be, it gives me the shits, but I do eat it. Dude, that... Little Caesars gives him the Pizza Patron. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yes, on the trunks. How's it going, dude? That was such um, a good okay. Anyway, uh, all right. Sorry, are you are you no, saying no, it runs no, across no, the border? Little Caesars. Uh, it's but it's Little Caesars is better. Okay. Really? Yeah, Little. If anything, for the convenience, but also talk to your microphone. No, my, yeah. uh, well, no, this was personal, dude. I, that was oh no, this is going in the pocket. <laughs> this isn't even a stinger. Because <laughs> uh, I, oh, I don't even know how we got on. <laughs> Well, see, and Little Caesars is politically one of the only ones I can get with because most of the pizza guys are heavy-duty right-wingers and shit. So at least the Little Caesars. Really? Yeah, Little Caesars Democrats. Oh, you mean the owners? Yeah, the, it's a family that owns it, and they act, they support democratic causes where you've got fuckers like that cunt at uh, Papa, John's. Papa John's. That guy's a real son of a bitch. Fuck that guy. So, just hey, don't, they don't so eat at Firehouse Subs because he owns Firehouse Subs. I don't eat at Firehouse Subs either. Hey, Firehouse I, that. I thought Farman hey, owned Firehouse that Subs is delicious. Okay. I thought Farman owned that place. Well, I think it's a franchise. I think he's, he might be like a giant franchise. Yeah, Franchiser. Okay. So I have no idea how we got into that. I'm trying to find Praxagora's dimples, you guys. <laughs> she turns out mostly. Well, actually, it's five. Five is probably the best place to go. Oh, no, Frank was way. He's like, and her ass was so. No, I was not no, no, he, fucking he, moaning. He, like look, that. you see, Rabbit. It's, it's a well, very right, sexualized. Hey, 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 okay, okay. Well, then why don't you tell us what you thought about the art? Well, I was good art. I mean, thank God it had decent artwork. Some of the other books, I mean, they, like we, we agreed. You and I both liked Super Scroll, but the art was shit. I, I like thought. no, I like the art. You I thought it was way too cartoony, and I, I like the cartooniness of it. I, and I no, like you know, that, that was you and book, I that hated it. Each book had its own style. I, I got to admit, this art style worked for 
part, especially mm-hmm. the whole war part. Because mm-hmm. um, you can tell he took some design cues from Starlin, and he yeah. took some Buscema. Well, and I'll tell you, when he was drawing Silver Surfer, Galactus, and Gamora, Claudio Castellini was on that guy's oh, yeah, fucking table. Absolutely. And it was great. I love yeah. that. So, no, the artwork was good. I mean, I, not beat off good, but it was good. The fuck? <laughs> Look at it. But see, it would be like too clean and too straightforward for the Avengers, but it's great for the, the sci-fi well, properties because it makes dude, them work you, you together. Want it a little and, and, and well, but see, but, but at the same clarity. time, he, he was asked to really draw and perceive some pretty gigantic concepts. Mm-hmm. And I thought some of these battle scenes, I don't even know where I would even start. Just, if I, if yeah. like, It's just supposed to be endless bugs, yeah. and then you got the bugs in their bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he took every single concept that Giffen threw at him. Even some of them were just probably complete. Like, he probably sat there and was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? And I thought he pulled them off really well. And there were universe-spanning battles in three of the first four issues that he was going to have to draw. Yeah. And I thought he did them all great. Oh, yeah. George Perez style. George Perez loves to draw in numbers. Mm-hmm. It was like, he was like, bring it. Let's put as many many freaking characters on the screen as possible. Even, like, I'm looking at this panel here of, of Ronan and Super Scroll trying to go through uh, the Kree homeworld. Mm-hmm. And there's just... And it's not even a full he's splash. He's drawing bodies everywhere. Yeah. He doesn't take any of the shortcuts that a lot of people would... He could put some smoke there and just some hatches. Mm-hmm. He's drawing every single body leading up to the steps to their big cathedral yeah. because... Ronan and Super Skull have just wasted all these guys. Right. And so, the detail makes a huge difference. You really feel the impact. Like that one shot, it's just a, it's a one-page splash where it's just the bugs coming at you. And there's tall bugs and there's small bugs and there are all different kinds of bugs and there's, it, they're multitudinous and you're just like, fuck. You really are impressed by the scale of, of what he's bringing to this. And he chooses his splash as well, too. You want a full-page splash of Ronan smashing the gavel across Ravenous's face. You want the two-page spread it. of the Centurions turning up and turning the tied against the heroes. You want that full page splash of Galactus coming up and getting ready to tear up people. A lot of artists they'll do a splash when it doesn't work where with his, when he did one, he did the shit out of it and he did it exactly at the right story place for it. Giffen might have contributed to that but he wouldn't have been able to pull off the, the level of detail that's in, in display here. Agreed. So, it, I would just say to recap, read Annihilation Prologue, mm-hmm. read Nova, mm-hmm. and then just read the six issue miniseries. It's all on Marvel Unlimited. It, you could knock this out in a day, right? Because those oh, yeah. miniseries oh, yeah. wrote, those, those miniseries read really fast. This mm-hmm. one takes a little bit longer. The six yeah. issues It's, it's involved, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> World Spine Podcast, who are great, by the way. They're one of my favorite podcasts. What do you got to say about that? I, it doesn't matter what you have to say. Welcome to Odyssey Unleashed Podcast. I'm Curtis. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Bob. Down, pat, right, and ready to go. Movies, comics, TV shows, music. I want to talk about wrestling at some point. If you want to talk about it, let us know. Give us some suggestions, and we'll we'll do what we can to, I don't know, talk anything, about anything something. Anything but politics. Yeah. If you have a good novel you just read, let us know. And uh, maybe we can talk dogs. about it. Yeah, we're big dog guys over here. Maybe any other podcast that you listen to. Like I said, Rolled, the Rolled Spine podcast is by far and away one of my favorites. And uh, if you get a chance, listen to them. Keep it going, guys. If you have any questions or want to speak with us, let us know and we'll talk with you. You can contact us on Twitter at Odyssey Unleash, or you can contact us through Hotmail at odyssey-unleashed at hotmail.com. Thanks for giving us a try. Yeah, I think that's it on this end. Mike, anything else? Man, that ought to do. Catch your ass down the road. That pretty much wraps it up. 
the mighty Marvel Marching Society, guys who both favorited and retweeted our stuff to promote us. The first bat, Angel Velasquez. Ask the Moon. Bradley J. Tim. Charles Washington. Cheryl at Piggy Mouth. Chris Williams. CJ. Count Dracula. Darren and Ruth's Sutherland. Dead Vinyl. Dylan Bennett. Dobbs at Chasing Horses. Ed Moore at Teal Productions. Eric Mannix. Eternal Rage. Fantastic Verse. Film Real Podcast. Firestorm Fan. Future Primitive. Hall of Justice. Hailstorm Comics, spelled with a Y. Cord Industries, Land of the Creeps. Liz O, Lord Horstocles, Marvel Inc., Miss Moneypenny, My Star Wars Story, Nerdgasmo, Odyssey Unleashed, Out of the Fridge, Outside the Long Box, Party Roll Podcast, The Penultimate Randy Micah Smith, Pittsburgh Nerd Pod, Randy Caldwell, Richard Calvert, Superhero Speak, Sim, Sim. Alias Scarecrow, Tanya Malone, Top 5 Road Crew, Trekker Talk, and Universal Radio. Stephen Courtney offered us a Friday, Follow Friday piece of art related to Back to the Future. You can check that out on the blog. Amino Acid Comic Book sent us a piece of original art, which you can also see on the blog. And she tweeted us a panel from the Dune comic book adaptation instant sequel podcast. Our own Illegal Machine tweeted a children's shirt that featured Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Thor, Luke Cage, the Power Man, Iron Fist, the Hulk, and Nova. Something is afoot here. This means something. Again, photo on the blog. Of the Amazing Heroes interview podcast with Peter David, Siskoid wrote, great interview. Firestorm fan wrote, great interview as well. Really enjoyed hearing about Atlantis Chronicles. And Andrew wrote, great stuff. David's catalog is lengthy, so no surprise that you didn't get to talk about everything. I'm sure that many people are lamenting the lack of X-Force talk. Thank you, man, that's factor. I would want to talk about Supergirl, but that's my niche. But the stuff here was great. In particular, I love reading the stuff about Gene DeWolf. So fascinating to hear him say that he went back to reread all the fan letters as a way to combat the harsh, harsh response to her death. I didn't read his Hulk stuff, although I have heard about it enough to have a sense about it. I do like that Doc Samson was elevated to something more than background green-haired guy. And the Skullhead Meteor story is a hoot. We received a direct message from Eden Hudson, author of Halo Bound, Redneck Apocalypse Book 1. She wrote, Check out the book one reviewer called A Pile of Poorly Written, Badly Put Together Rubbish. I just had to add that because I respect the honesty. We received new Twitter follows from Ace Kilroy, which is Rob, Fire and Water Podcast, Kelly's comic book, The Art of Flojitsu, A-S-D-F-G-H-J-K KL at Pratchy Rye, Best Comedy Tickets, Binge Feed, Bryce Poole, Comic Book Blog, Comic Book Herald, Comic Zeros, Crowdfunding.biz, David Levitt, David Sobolov, Dogs at underscore dogs underscore underscore EB2B underscore innovation, Healthy for Life, JD at I own JD, J Daniel Taylor the fourth, James Boyd at James Boyd 004, Joff at Joff O'Connor, Johnny Zito, Julius Lacerta, Kevin at Cap underscore Pineapple One, Kim Bridges at Motivate Day by Day, Crowdster, spelled with a K, Mary at 1315 Audio Bible, Matthew Sardo, Miasma Comics, Nerd Rage Renegades, Nick Borelli at Nick's Comics, Orbital Comics, Patch of Land, Paul at Martin, Preston Phillips at 10 News Phillips, Sketch Comedy Podcast, Sticky Bud at Sticky Bud Music, Titanium Comics, Trucker Talk, it's a new podcast that 
uh, Donald Russo and have about the Ron Randall sci-fi character. Tristina Lilith, Tube Start, Vision Launch, Vultures at Vultures Blog, Walking Dead Fans at Essential Dead, and Would You Rather. We received Twitter favorites from Adam Blackmoon, Al Mega First Crusader, Amy Royland, Ange, Anthony Durso, Ben Cohen, Bone Dragon Comics, Charlton Hero, City War, Crowdfund Resources, Chris Perry, Chris Thompson, C. Miller, Comic Book Lion, Comical Podcast, Couple Things Podcast, David Fior, David Golding Artist, Derek Hyde, Elijah Medge, Foot Pound Force, J.D. Barker, Jacob Edwards, Jared Easley, Joseph Crawford, Kanish Kabbalah, Lake Runs Red, Larry W. Looper Jr., Longbox Graveyard, Mark Stubbs, Mark Sweeney, Mr. X, Moldwitch, Odell Abner Dracula, Orbital Comics, Philip Philip Thomas, Plop Cartoons, Professor Riptide, Rachel Boomtown, Reality Crowd TV, Sir Kayak, Super Podcasto, Ultimate Crowdfunding, Until Ben, Wednesday Comics, and Wetsuit, with retweets from BS Podcast Network and Flotospan. So, Sean McLaughlin, who I, I'd assume didn't listen to us anymore, probably got turned off because we called ourselves the Marvel Heroes podcast and never talked about that cartoon or that really, we haven't focused that much on the classic Marvel heroes, really. We've tended to do a little bit more of Zero stuff, so I just assumed he dropped off. But in fact, he, he just had stopped listening to podcasts in general for a while or went social media dark or whatever. And so he, he comes back on, he's like, uh, is there a handy list of your podcast, wallet sized and laminated? And, uh, then when I got it to him, he, he called me a prince and he made a point of saying, thanks, I'm a big fan of the Marvel superheroes, as you probably know. So, it was nice to hear from Sean again. Hey, Sean. Thanks for coming back, buddy. Hola, amigo. And see, he also pointed, insert quote, from about love from afar. Hey, I'm glad that Frank sent you the encyclopedia of streams that we have for you to go through. Yeah, well, I feel like Bill G must. You decide which podcast you want to listen to out of the Rolled Spine Network. Instead of being forced to have a whole bunch of stuff get downloaded to your iDevice of choice or your Stitcher-related Google Android thingamajiggy. Count Dragon of the most recent episode, which is the one where uh, we talked about ourselves a lot and it was big masturbatory spectacle. Yeah, yeah. Count Dracula wrote 40 minutes of new content plus two hours of listener feedback, half of which is Frank hating on Superman. Ange replied, is this what I have to look forward to on my commute? And then added, man, this Superman rant is incredible. Don't sugarcoat it, Frank. Tell us how you really feel. LOL, I thought it was over. It's still going. Just incredible. Count Dracula replied, the war never ended. And Ange replied to that, the wounds cut deep, not that I don't agree with much of it. I have to admit that it was something of a wasted decade. I even stopped reading Superman. But I think I appreciate Burns stuff much more than you do i think it reinvigorated things yeah you really did rant forever and it does seem to like stop and then you get fired up again and you keep yeah. on going it was three in the morning we had a few drinks i was in a mood yeah no, it was good it was an interesting rant and that's all that really mattered i announced on twitter that we were going to do a captain america episode but i didn't manage to get it edited before july 4th and then we talked for an hour about the podcast one year anniversary and then this week we're doing the annihilation episode to mark the one year anniversary so captain america just has been pushed back again and again because next week after that we're going to try to do Ant-Man, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so Ange wrote that the waiting is the hardest part, while Count Dracula said, it's okay, we'll just assume he doesn't really like the character after all. Aww. I have thought the same thing, because we've been doing this for a year and have done zero Captain America material. Because if I were going to do Captain America, we got to do him right. So it's going to be a special episode? Oh, it's, hell yeah. It's pretty much already done, right? Oh, n- oh, only the first hour. I'm still got to work on the second hour. We have a comment from Charlton Hero, and he says, Thanks to the gang for one of my favorite podcasts out there. Listen to At Rolled Spine for raw, honest truth on comics. Thank you, Charlton Hero. I believe that to be accurate. Very much. 
no punches pulled. Ange said, what a motley crew, happy to join the fun when we uh, lump, we were lumped into a uh, Follow Friday. Since I was compiling a list from a whole shit ton of episodes for that two-hour-long listener feedback section, I went ahead and ranked the different commentators on the number of times they talked to us and the length to which they talked to us, and Martin Gray made the top five. So he said, I am honored, a gobshite. That is some British shit. He's Scottish. He's not Scottish. Oh, he's Britain. Scotland? Is that what it is? Jesus. I always forget. Martin, I apologize on behalf of Diablo Frank. I know we've been through this like 15 times. I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> our first comment, our first, hey, everyone shut the fuck up. Our first comment is from Count Druncula. He says, Ghostbusters, Superman, man, Frank doesn't give a shit who he pisses off today. I don't know why Mr. Fixick doesn't change his name to Mr. Fuck It, because that seems to be his approach he takes with every episode and conversation you guys have. As I look over and see fucking whatever the fuck that dumb phone game is. What is it again? Boom Beach. Is that Boom Beach that you're playing now? Oh, that's, well, thank you for coming to the podcast. I'll be here. That's not post. a complaint, by the way, writes Count Druncula. That's not a complaint, by the way, writes Count Druncula. The 10 minutes of you guys talking about Slimer being the ghost of John Belushi and Fixit's impression of Slimer slash Schwarzenegger was the best podcasting I've heard in months. Amazing stuff. The credible Jim Belushi film that you were struggling to remember was... Yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I took a phone picture of that comment and sent it to Mr. Fuckett, who said it was awesome. And I pretty much think that that should be the new name. I, all this Joe Jose shit we were going through all this time, we call you Mr. Fuckett, and everybody's going to know who we're talking about from Mr. now on. Mr. Fuckett. Hey, Mr. Fuckett, do you want to read the next comment? No, fuck it. Yeah, let, let the legal machine read it. Our next comment comes from Ange two days ago. Well, that was something of a Superman rant in the middle of the episode. Blistering. I will admit that even I stopped reading Superman books in the late 90s, only began reading them again when Jeff John slash Gary Frank came onto the book. There was a lot of garbage in there but i actually think i like the burn stuff good reinvigorating and more uh, hold on but i actually think the burn stuff was good reinvigorating a moribund franchise and thanks for the shout out early on i don't think my schedule both work and family would ever make podcasting something possible on a consistent basis i would love uh, i I do love this show like you said it sounds like conversations to have with my buddies and as someone who doesn't have much deep marvel knowledge it's great to hear you guys riff on the classic stuff thanks Ange. well i just want to say too there it didn't like there weren't other people that i considered for podcasting type stuff but a lot of these guys, like Count Drunkula, I'd never, I, I interacted with him a little bit on the fire and water message boards, comment, comment boards, section. whatever the hell you want to call it. But I, I didn't hear his voice until after we'd already been doing this show for like three to six months. So, you know, it's, it's, we've picked up a lot of people. I've gotten friendlier with a lot of people that I kind of knew from different forums, but I know them a lot better now that we talk with them a lot. Like, I, and I definitely want to do some more stuff with a lot of these guys. You know, I know Ziscoid's done some podcasting. I don't know if he's ever going to get to do another Heroes Points podcast the way that Shag's going. So I'd like to get him in on that. We, and, and you guys seem to get on pretty well too, eh? Oh yeah, this cool. You guys get bro. on famously. Yeah. I think if I checked Ancestry.com, he and I would have leaves close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Because since we got the mail out of the way, why don't we talk just a little bit, little bit, poquito, about uh, some of the stuff that's coming out of San Diego Comic Con. Okay, so why don't you guys talk about the Star Wars shit, and I'll tune out for a little bit. Uh, well, they, they released like what, like a three-minute little clip that shows behind some the of scenes. the behind, some of the behind-the-scenes making of the Star Wars, where they're trying to play up practical effects, real sets, to show that this movie isn't all a bunch of CG garbage, like the last trilogy. So I think I think it's redeemable. It's gonna be definitely. It's gonna. Is your microphone even on? Look yeah, at this dude. shit, dude. Look at that i think it's redeemable oh well imagine that when you talk into it we got fucking levels Un- instead you were doing this <laughs> he was talking well, to dude, the i'm so, used to, having, I'm so used to the stand dude i won't lie i got, I got you, yeah slow. you're used to ignoring it on a stand so now you're having to ignore it in your hand i can imagine that's very difficult for you to do it takes a lot of energy no anyway so i, I just think I, I like that they're they're playing up that there's more practical effects and they're actually putting an effort to to do shit like that a lot it's of not, puppeteering it's not all sharknado in a fucking 
computer somewhere. Some of the other things that have come out, we had the... Uh, Ash and the Evil Dead, actually. I was, Ash I, and the Evil Dead. I was Dead. fucking rooting as I was watching. I watched it on the tablet uh, as I was getting ready to eat breakfast with the girlfriend. And I was just like, yes, yes! I, I was very excited for that one. I really, I think I'm going to really enjoy that show. I yeah, think, it looks good. And I loved the Evil Dead remake, unlike Fuck It Over Here. Uh, and, and it, oh, yeah, because that ending was so fantastic. The whole movie was great. Oh, that fucking I mean, don't get me wrong. Horrible. I know that the... The hypodermic needle sequence, we'll call it, to, to keep it vague, yeah. in case you haven't seen it. But there's this one element of the movie that's completely ridiculous, and it took f- fix it out of the movie. But I think no, so it didn't much- take me out of the movie. Kicked me out of the fucking theater, dude. That was such a horrible scene. I was outside on the fucking corner of the street, going, "Why, why?" Yeah. I couldn't see why y'all were jerking off to it. Left because the rest of the because movie was awesome. All of the the deaths and everything were just yeah. excruciating. You really just, felt the, the, oh, the, the oh man, oh, this one the had. Mirror- the yeah, oh, this one had strong body horror. I mean, yes. you because you could feel on a visceral level the shit that was being these bodies were being put through. Yeah. You didn't really care too much about the characters, but yeah. you felt their pain on a physical level because it was so intense. It, I think it was the audio in that movie. Yeah, the, good the, audio. The, the, the cutting sounds. Mm-hmm. And the, oh my gosh, yeah. it was, right. it was, they, they were smart and they showed you stuff that you needed to see. But they also just let you hear stuff Ugh. so that you could bring it into your own mind. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoy. I hope they. I still hope they make a sequel to that. But I think Fed Alvarez directed that one and I, I know he went off and he did something else I would hope they'd get him back if they ever do a sequel they were talking about it I thought the movie did good, made good money, right? Yeah, I think it did okay, it did pretty well. So I, I wish that they because it's been a few a years sequel, now. Maybe. Yeah, and I, and oh, I like so, I like so uh, Levy, the uh, lead actress. Yeah, Ashley. I can't think they call it. Was Eugene, she Ashley? Eugene or? Levy? No, Eugene Levy was the what? Oh no, I'm talking about the girl from Suburbia, Suburgatory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. something Levy. Eugene anyway, Levy. I, I like I liked her, and I'd like to see her in another one of the movies. But this is going back to Army of Darkness. It's funny and it's wild and goofy and uh, I, I just think it's going to be a blast I, it, there were so many great money shots throughout that trailer and right off the bat the opening gag with the girdle I thought was awesome so yeah. all of it, I, it was, the it's, tone. it's great seeing Bruce Campbell bringing the full effect again because he's played weekend versions of Ash and a whole bunch of other stuff which you guys talked about Burn Notice yeah. and other things so it's nice to see him go full Ash again yeah and I, I love that they're going to go way over the top with the gore too like there's mm-hmm. just blood going everywhere and it's going to I think it looks very promising. well. Stars has been very good about nudity and foul language, and uh, but I don't know if they've done a whole lot of gore. Do y'all, any of you guys watch like Spartacus or any of that type of stuff? No, nope. nope. okay. And I actually have Stars, so I guess you guys will have to come over and we'll watch it. As no, together. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Okay, uh, so hey, the new Superman versus Batman, which we watched, or sorry, Batman versus Superman, got to get the order of importance right. Uh, so we watched that trailer. Yeah, I thought it looks better than all the other garbage they've shown so far. Yeah, actually, yeah, it yeah it's definitely interest. It's less bad. I, yeah. I, that's what I say. Less bad. Um, I gotta watch it again to see the little parts with Wonder Woman, but I don't figure that's my Wonder Woman, so I don't really care that much. I'm just yeah. It, but it, it, at least they're doing something with Man of Steel. At least they're making it clear that there are consequences to the stupid shit that happened in that movie. Yeah. yeah. It just almost feels like they made that movie specifically so they could play I out the consequences up. in the next yeah. one. Yeah. So it might be okay. I don't. I don't. I'm still not in digging Jesse Eisenberg. I actually thought I would like him better, but so far he's got nope. a, like anti charisma right now. Not it's, feeling it. He was grading no. in the little sections that they showed of him. The yeah. red capes are coming. Yeah. The red capes Ugh. are coming. Ugh. That was bad. Yes, very bad. Yeah. I, I just again, I've, I've said it before. I don't think anybody's gonna come out of this movie looking good. And if anybody's look, coming gonna, gonna come out looking really shitty, it's gonna be Superman. He's gonna look super shitty in this movie. Yeah, but well, I will say though, in terms of his actual looks. I I like that I can see that he's wearing a red and blue costume now. Yeah. He actually does have some color. 
I think they adjusted some contrast in, in there. Yeah, so people, probably took enough criticism from yeah, the last one. It's like, yeah, maybe we should make sure these people aren't all just like big gray brown shadows moving around on the yeah. TV screen. Anything else? Um, yeah, we got Walking Dead. We want to talk about Walking Dead? Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead looks all right. Yeah, I think Fear of the Dead looks yeah, good. Fear of cool. the Walking Dead looks good. I, I like that there's a lot of uh, brown people in it and like one white person. It seems like of, of oh, note. I, in the movie. I didn't notice any colors, but that's weird. that's weird. It's a post-racial country, so I'm that's glad for that. that. But I like that. I like that. You know, it's 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 L.A. It's like, yeah, okay, well, let's like heck, let's have a lot of not white people in that one. Yeah, I hope they kind of get into the origins of the. the I think that's the, the whole point of the show. Though. I hope so because yeah. I hate. I, you know what? Like, I, I get that sometimes I like to leave it. We don't know what happens in the end or we don't know where the origins are but if you're going to create a whole spinoff that takes place as the outbreak begins go into some of it come on it's a totally original show well, they well, I kind of like the way they also the, the way they played up real slow where you, you don't see zombies ro- roaming the streets you see you know maybe the lone zombie but you don't know if it's a homeless guy or that's kind of cool I like that it, but it seemed that, now am I wrong was the world already falling apart or were no like, it's just normal world was it still they're still referring world? to people just getting sick at this point okay so that's what it was because like they showed that one that building that kid was in is like keep out with all the bodies in it I didn't yeah I think that was just like a rundown I didn't know if that was like a flash flashback yeah. or something okay. yeah I, I think that's an issue where, where I mean if you think about it let's say it is viral and that seems to be the odds because they did the whole thing with the CDC in the first yeah. season of Walking Dead so it is viral and it is a pandemic then the first people who are going to get hit are the most exposed which would be homeless sure so it makes sense and they would be one of some of the best people to carry out and druggies you're not going to look like yeah you're not going to look closely at them you already expect them to look fucked up anyway you're going to keep hey. your distance and try to hey. ignore them and look straight and walk the opinions of Frank do not uh, mouse hey, I, I think of the I love three of us. People. I think of, of the three of us, I'm the most likely to actually give people walk up to somebody and give them some money though. So come on, can you catch I, me a, cut me a break. I gave a homeless guy an entire order of a McDonald's that I got that was completely wrong. <laughs> You're a fucking saint, dude. <laughs> Thank you. And I'd only taken one bite out of one of the sandwiches, and I made and I told him first. I was like, hey, one of those sandwiches has a bite taken out. The other one is good to go. Did you like check your teeth before you started eating it? No. But was this the one where he said, hey, I want a Coke instead, and you gave him some else? No, no, no. I asked for no mayo, and she put extra mayo like the buns were floating on a cake of mayonnaise i didn't see any lettuce or hot and spicy chicken it was just bun mayonnaise bun were you an asshole to her did you ask no for it? she you know what i thought we kind of had something going and and instead she gave me extra mayo mm-hmm. oh my god you was sure it was mayo it was repu- oh, i was sure it was mayo it was <laughs> repugnant reaching into her pants and just like Oh, okay, I got all that's too much. You've went too yeasty. Yoli God, yeasty. Lord, <laughs> he said yeasty. So, so sourdough. You got the sourdough burger. I did not. I did not request this, guy. Guys, will you get you, will you get back on track? <laughs> sourdough sandwich. I see. So anyway, yeah, I think that that looks good. loving it. So yeah, no. <laughs> da 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 da. Is, that a, is, this, is this a mon- is this a monistat commercial or? <laughs> Um, I think that's about it, right? Uh, well, the actual Walking Dead trailer, yeah, which looks walk- good because looks good. it looks like they're finally fucking going off book and doing their own thing. Yeah. And now's the perfect time because the Walking Dead comic book is bullshit and has been for like four or five years now. I, I don't read the book, so I don't know. Yeah. What, what yeah, do you it's think? Been all right. Uh, I still haven't read that. I picked up, I, I stopped reading it and then I picked up one? a trade, Walking Dead. I stopped buying the trades. And then I oh, bought. Shit, apparently I'm stopping reading now. Yeah, by extension, uh, contingency. Um, but what happened is I bought the first of the trades that I stopped reading for half price at uh, Comic Palooza. Mm-hmm. And I was going to read it because 
because they were soliciting another trade. And I was like, well, let me read this one and see if I want to order it. And I realized, well, there had been one more after that because they've been shipping them rapidly since it went bi-weekly for the summer for All Out War. So once I realized that I'd already missed one anyway, I just blew it off and I haven't bothered to read that last one that I picked up. And that's the one where they jump like six months or so into the future. So oh, really? I'll read it. If it doesn't completely suck, I might go back and buy those issues, but I haven't read it yet. But prior to that, the book had been stagnant for years and All Out War was a pussy fucking event. Well, it, was a little, it was getting kind of repetitive. A yeah, it was. The it's weak. Because they run they, into a big bad villain. They yeah. figure a way to get a bit around a big bad villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that, and the worst thing the about Nagan it story was arc that was not it, too bad. Huh? Nagan? Well, yeah, but the ending, because it's yeah. like, it, you, you, nothing really was accomplished in that story arc. Everybody's pretty much in the place where they were before. So, like, if, like, Nagan coming and then, uh, let Nagan going doesn't matter because they ended up returning to a status quo instead of advancing the story in any significant way. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but the trailer looks good. I, I'm, I would like to see Rick pull a heel turn. It'd be interesting to see everybody, like, a, a group aligned against Rick and have a chance. That's that's what it looks like yeah. occurs for sure. Well, Rick's a dick, so I'd be happy to see him get overthrown. I'd like to. I think that would fuck with the dynamics of the show in a way that would be appealing, would make it more interesting and more daring. My favorite part is when Rick goes, "Carl, Carl, Carl." <laughs> what a. Uh... Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that may unite this country is everyone hoping that Carl dies. I like Carl. Fuck Carl. No, I like Carl. I like Carl more than Rick. Forget that kid. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Rick is a badass. Rick is the white oppressor. He is the... Oh, my God. No, no, seriously. He's the guy that... He is the... Oh, my God. Look, he's the hero of the guys that got all pissed off about the choirs in the, the last season and the choir kissing. And I can't watch that show because those homos. He's their hero. Because no. Rick is that fucking white boy, redneck, dictatorial, rictatorial kind of guy. He's the Rick. boss. He's in charge. He's the default leader of the group. His word is the law and everybody's, nobody is as good as him. And if they're not going to survive unless they all fall behind the redneck, educated white guy who formerly held a position of authority and now exerts it over everybody who's a survivor in the fucking zombie apocalypse even people who don't want his motherfucking authority yeah but uh i hate that motherfucker i'm so tired of that guy the only thing that i like about him is yeah, that i think he keeps getting better and better the only thing i like well he's definitely been better in recent seasons when he stopped being a total fucking useless horrible leader he's actually at least that's, effective that's what i'm saying he's, tur- though, he's turning into uh shane well yeah and the governor he's gone full shane he's definitely and gone full he's shane going, uh, yeah now he he's full shane some governor which is good well but shane was a better shane by the way shane's a punisher yeah oh i can get behind God. that oh yeah we never talked about that no, no, because the thing is, is my Punisher was Joe Mangianello. I've already got a, a whole Marvel movie mapped out of Joe Mangianello as the Punisher. But since that's not going to happen, John Berthold is an excellent alternative. Yeah. Yes. You can tell like that dude's going to have some serious mental problems. Oh, sure. He is the John Romita Jr. Punisher for yes. sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's, that's that. And what's cool is I think they actually tweeted an image from a Daredevil Punisher crossover that happened in the first year of Punisher comics, which is one of my favorite Punisher stories. And I think it's just a great moment in comic storytelling because they did a Rashomon thing where one of the stories is the Punisher side of what happens and the other is Daredevil side of what happens and you can see where they get things wrong and get things right between the two of them and they just have two very strong different perspectives on what they're doing Right? I thought it was a great great story and I wish they would do more crossovers like that where they had a point beyond being a chapter in a big stupid serial like the yeah. 1940s yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested for that I'm we just... still gotta finish watching Daredevil Mr. Fuckett yeah. watched it so we can't do anything just else with him for the rest of the podcast is anything else interesting come from Comic Con 2000? Uh, no Marvel stuff. Any Marvel movie stuff? Uh, no, no. Isn't that weird? No, because the, I mean, when you announce your movie slate through 2020, what else are you going to throw out there? 
I know Wesley Snipes said that he had some talks with Marvel about trying to do another Blade movie. Shit. That's not going to happen. Nah. That's not going to happen. Now, they could license it out to another studio since it is. If he, was, if he popped into Daredevil, maybe. That's what I was thinking, is they could have him cameo in other parts of the Marvel Universe and use that as a way to incorporate it. Because there's nothing in the Blade movies, aside from the fact that they're R-rated, that would prohibit them from taking place in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Wesley Snipes is a lot older now. Prison was not kind to Wesley Snipes. We just got another comment from Siskoid. Oh, yeah. A comment or a tweet? Comment. Okay. On our WordPress, WordPress blog. It says, at age 16, I really rated real men with Jim Belushi and John Ritter. There's every chance it actually stinks. I can't think of a better role slash performance he's had in the movies, though. Siskoid's blog of geekery is pretty popular. I don't accept your premise. But Siskoid, I remember having a pretty good little following, and he got a lot of comments on his post. And I mean, he's probably not popular compared to, I don't know, Comic Alliance or something, but he seems to be pretty popular amongst our group at the very least. Siskoid, quit fucking beating yourself up and make so damn modest. Fix hey, it. Uh, Fix it. What'd you think about uh, John Bernthal as a Punisher? Did I miss something? Talking like, to the microphone. Did I miss something? Yeah, you know that Shane from Walking Dead is going to play the Punisher. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I heard about, yeah, he picked up. Yeah, I saw on Twitter he took a picture with a stack of Punisher comics or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Hey, they gave him some good ones. He had Circle of Blood. That's the most important one to have in his hands. I would um, think. I mean, he kind of does look like the Punisher. He, he does, looks like the damn yeah. Punisher. I think he pulled it off. Yeah, but okay, is it going to be a standalone or is it going to be? Part He's going to be throughout season two, from what I understand. The Daredevil. Because I know they said they they mentioned that what Electra, someone's playing Electra. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Car- uh, Elodie, Elodie Young, uh, yeah, who's hot and exotic looking, actually push people away. So that probably helps. Um, I've not had a lot of experience with her as an actress, but the fact that she's hot and exotic looking is kind of hits two of the major points with, when it comes to Electra. Oh, and she, I think, she knows martial arts. So those are three major points in her favor in playing Electra. So are y'all going to finally finish watching Daredevil? We will. We, uh, we were just discussing how we were going to work that we're out. We're getting to it. I hope so. Yeah, well, see, the thing of it is, is it makes sense because that's something we can telecomment on. He and the missus can watch it, and me and uh, Pekita can watch it, and then we can call each other and talk about it. Okay. And then eventually when we get to the end of the season, we can talk to you about it so you don't fuck up the show for us. Yeah, because you're gonna, I haven't said nothing. Gonna I, gonna I know you've been good. You've been just good. wait. He's going to just wait till you get to season eight and this happens. Don't worry, it's not a big part. <laughs> I've been, we've been through this. Do you want to do this right now? Mention. <laughs> Man, look. Da, 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 da. Was there anything else from uh, San Diego Comic Con? That we saw? Hey, what game are you playing now? Is it the same game or is it a different game? Same game. But I'm about to start, uh, what is that one called? League of Legends? <laughs> Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans. Sorry, they're all, it's all, they all alliterate. I don't know what's. Uh, are for they going to be releasing stuff all day? Like trailers like that like as soon as they release it there then they release it on the web pretty near now yeah because otherwise some guy with a cell phone is going to steal all your thunder was, i was right. looking exactly. at pictures yeah. i was actually looking on pictures of comic-con and at least it seemed less comic-y and more well they've oh. been doing that for a while now hey, really i want to give a shout out to our new follower metallica songs <laughs> just popped up and hit my phone is metallica songs different from metallica lyrics yep i wonder if he if he's going to post the top 10 hottest jailbait on the internet right now <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Neil Young songs just posted girls who clearly forgot how to act like ladies, and there's a shot of a chick with her legs spread in the back of the car. Hey, shout out Neil Young songs. I- I'm glad that Neil Young's around to tell young ladies how to act. Sweet Caroline. No, that's Neil Diamond, dude. <laughs> oh, that's right. Neil Young is. Uh, dun, dun, hey, dun. old man. Right? Huh? Old man, take a look at me now. Yeah. Uh, that's old your man. song and you're fucking it up. Old man, take a look, a look, look at me. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mash up. Oh, man. Uh. Red, red one. Where the fuck did that come from? That was Fine Young Cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> she drives you crazy. Ooh, Like no one else. She drives me crazy. I can't help myself. Sure. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Well, anyway, I was looking at pictures. It was like every picture I saw. You didn't see any comic books. Yeah, because the comic book guys have all pulled out SDCC because the media stuff's going to trump them. Yeah. Oh, they're probably so, going to show some uh, X Men Apocalypse stuff. I'm ooh, that'd be kind of cool to see. Well, they they showed some shots of random destruction that I think uh, Brian Singer tweeted out. Yeah, but they got to maybe. So you've been to Comic Con, right, Frank? One time, one time. So tell us about it, buddy. Yeah, it was man, that was fifteen fucking years ago. Longer than that. So when it was com- so when it was actually Comic Con. Yeah, it was still the San Diego Comic Con, not just SDCC or just San Diego. Yeah, yeah. it's big. It's really big hey san diego comic-con warner brothers debuts new man from uncle trailer do we care about that i uh, look no. cute but no no i'm trying to see if, what other i'm going through cbr's timeline it's interesting that a guy who was going to play superman and a guy who did get to play superman worked together to appear in one of the movies official jessica jones photos yeah i'm still looking forward to that i like kristen ritter you think so i just like kristen ritter so oh. i kristen ritter and marvel property it's like okay i'm already pre-sold oh here you go snipe says conversations with at marvel continue beyond blade yeah yeah he's gonna probably pop up Black Panther or something because he was trying to get the Black Panther made movie made for years forever ago. About that yeah. years ago. So uh, and did they did they uh, ha- uh, cast T'Chaka yet? Didn't oh, they announce they did. an actor for T'Chaka? For T'Chaka or T'Challa? T'Chaka. T'Chaka is in the movie. I don't know about Chaka. Okay, well T'Chaka, 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 T'Chaka is going to be in the movie, and I assume that T'Chaka is either going to die in the movie or they're going to completely alter Black Panther's origin. But he's going to be in the Black Panther movie for sure. And a matter of fact, he might even be in Civil War. I can't wait for them to ruin that movie with previews for the next movie they're gonna make hey. well I hope they I, well I hope Andy Serkis makes a return as a Ulysses Claw for that I think it's a movie. given I you think that's so? guaranteed yeah there would be no point in spending that much time with him in Avengers if he's not gonna turn up in Black Panther he was, he was a cool villain he's essential to the origin and he, he's got the accent fucking down yeah. so yeah hey who was uh, who was this who's Diane Ruggiero uh, creator of iZombie wants to write the Wonder Woman movie oh uh, yeah uh, doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't one matter. one hand shit and the other see which one uh, fills up first. <laughs> wow. Well, well, I mean, how did iZombie end up doing? I only watched the pilot. I've never the got episodes. A... I've seen it, but I-, I watched the pilot and I I, I let the. DVR keep recording episodes and then my DVR fried out and now I lost those episodes and pretty much all of my interest and it's sad too because I was really kind of I was liking the commercials I was kind of hyped to see it and then having seen it it was just so it was just Veronica Mars with extra zombie ad- action someone it's, actually told me if you like Veronica Mars you'll like yeah it's, it's a Veronica Mars show it's not okay. a zombie show it's not a DC show and I read the first issue of the comic and it wasn't like that at all so no nah, just yeah I do like that they're using Michael Allred art throughout that show though right, we'll probably no, I don't. I don't think we'll be seeing it in my house. Anything else come out, Matt? IDW teases Micronauts and ROM projects. Yeah, right after I said that they took their ROM and material and turned it into an Onyx miniseries. So I wonder about that. And nothing else is looking good. Yeah. Okay. Let's close it out then. All right. Uh, dun, How long dun, is this, by the way? Right now we're at forty minutes. Dun, dun, fucking dun, shit! Really? Well, a lot of it is us. We'll edit the shit out of it though. Yeah. A lot of it's a, uh, there's a lot of dead air. I'm just gonna shit. take the key stuff out of there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Export the bitch. So I hit stop, right? You hit uh, stop. Yes. That was the Marvel Superheroes podcast. Is in no way affiliated or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, but remain copyright the respective copyright holders. But of course, the views expressed are wholly owned by the people who spoke them. No infringement is intended. Tap, 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 tap. Ta, 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 ta
Quite a bit of dead air. Right Lots there. of dead air. Right oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's going to get out We got a lot of dead air. Uh, we never did read a special or the what if or any of that stuff, so. There's a what if? Huh? Yeah, what if it, uh, Annihilation Wave had reached Earth. I got it from you through Fryhole. Right. I, gave, I think I gave it back to you. I, I don't think I have it in my possession anymore. Totally okay. That's okay. We'll deal with that some other time or never. No, let's hey, let's never read any of this stuff ever again. Okay. I still want to do Annihilation Conquest. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if you guys are going to do it, but well, that leads up to King King's War, right? I I have no interest in fighting reading War of Kings. Or That's War the one with Kings. Black Bolt and the Shi'ar yeah, and shit. Yeah, but I think that Conquest ends with that, doesn't it? it or it starts that. Ooh, okay. Maybe I don't want to read Conquest after all. I believe so. We'll see how it goes. Because then that's we'll the Cancer Verse, the the whole. Yeah, that does. See, I'd like to check out the Cancer Verse stuff because that gets into the the, the Magus. But let, let's not touch any of that shit until we can go back and read the old Warlock stuff and the Cal- yeah, yeah. The Marvel see, stuff. I, I'd be more interested in going back to some of the older stuff. Yeah, let's yeah, read that. The then we can deal with this other stuff later on. Before we start talking about the fucking Bendis run. Oh fuck. Yeah. Or the, the Hickman run. Well, actually, Hickman never did it. I just it doesn't got, matter. Okay. I just got the new Jim Starlin book. So. You, you, I'm gonna you learn through osmosis the the, uh, the Hickman this thing. Is, this is the this is the Mac version of all comic books since 2000. There's a Hickman run. There's a Bendis run. And Brubaker. And a Jeff Johns run of everything. And I don't care if there is or not. If you say any of those three names, I haven't read it and it's new to me. Yeah. Because all those. Well, no, you've. Bendis was around before you left. He was uh, doing Daredevil, I think. Okay. Ask me, ask me how many Brian Michael Bendis Daredevil issues I read. Any? Zero. Okay. And now apparently he writes every Marvel comic book that comes out. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, hey. Off the off topic, if you do stay till three o'clock in the morning, we're going to watch us some Daredevil. Oh, shit. I keep forgetting about Daredevil. Yeah, me too. Dude, but we could be watching. I and I don't want to hear a fucking word out of you. watch the last three episodes and that's it. I'm done. Okay. Well, I still don't want to hear a fucking word out of you because we've got to watch another. Actually, I started uh, watching Powers. Yeah, but I don't give a shit. It's, a, it's pretty decent. I'm glad it's, you're enjoying that. I don't want nothing to do with that. I would have actually watched the first incarnation when they had the Jason Patrick guy because that seemed kind of working for me. But once Charlotte Copley is your star, I don't want anything to do with your shit. Why? Because it's Charlotte Copley. The only thing that guy ever did that was worth a damn was District 9. And he was no, playing a good. big broad character. He was playing fucking the Murdoch. crazy guy. Yeah. No, Murdoch was. I thought Murdoch was George Papard's character. No, that's. No. No, that's uh, faces pretty. Faces, faces. Uh, yeah, um, I know who faces. Murdoch was the crazy one. Okay, and oh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Okay, I only liked Mr. T when I was a kid. So you would. Holy shit! We're fucking done with annihilation. I never oh, thought it would happen.